put the children to bed. It's time for Dan and Aldo to bear their souls. I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating, and that is a lot. Then, with three seconds left, Bob Avellini throws a 30-something yard touchdown pass to Greg Latta, and the Bears win, and I literally shit my pants. I swear to God, I literally did. <laughs> Eric Kramer, for me, I love the guy. He's a tragic figure. I mean, he embodies all that is. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. Look, I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. I don't, I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. So, Dan... Tape is the ultimate tool for scouts and for coaches to evaluate players, to detect plays and so forth. And they spend hours looking at tape, right? Why do they so often get shit wrong? I love the efficiency of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Aldo. All right, I wasn't muted, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's sure. muted, though. Is Aaron muted? He's I think he is. The... I'm not hearing I was. Well. I hadn't talked yet. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> carrying on the tradition. What's happening, right. Butterflies? Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome to I Have a Stream. No, I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's uh, the Dan and Aldo show. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dan for a minute here, who's going to uh, talk about why Tooch is hosting and not uh, not the barkeeper. So go ahead. Somber dude. times, gentlemen. Somber times. I got to tell you that I don't want to sound overly emotional. Don't want to make anybody think like, oh, shit, something really bad is, is happening. But Aldo's not here, right? So, and for a while, he didn't want me to tell anybody anything that was going on because he didn't know what was going on exactly. But quick summary I have for you is that Somewhere in the middle of last week, he thought there was something wrong with his vision. He was describing it as fluttering, and he was concerned that maybe he had a cataract. So he was going to go get his eye checked out. And I don't want to speak for Aldo, but I mean, that was what he was telling me in text. Maybe it's a cataract, you know, maybe he didn't voice that specifically to his wife or to whomever, but that's what he told me. He thought maybe, it, maybe, I don't know, but he goes and, and, it seems to me as the layman, this was worse because when you say the word stroke, I think, oh, fuck, because my grandmother had a stroke. It, it eliminated her consciousness and ultimately had another stroke. And that was that. Now, I'm not saying Aldo is anywhere comparable to that. So please don't overreact here. So this is what happened. They said that he had a, a mild stroke, which, again, almost sounds like a contradiction when you say mild stroke, like, well. Fuck, man. Like, can you have a mild heart attack or a mild stroke? Because you still had a stroke or a heart attack. But so, um, he was in the hospital a few days. 
And um, again, during that time, he didn't want me to say anything to anyone because he didn't know they were doing tests. He's okay with people knowing now. The idea is he's going to get better. The fluttering in his eye seems to have dissipated, so that's good. He said he's not, uh, he doesn't have paralysis on either side or, you know, sometimes stroke victims, again, one side of their body will experience numbness and paralysis and his uh, voice isn't slurred yet. Uh, but from where he's at, he's not out of the woods yet specifically, even though he's home, they're doing tests on him. He's wearing a heart, a heart monitor for the next couple of weeks so they can just study and see where he's at right now. The biggest concern is that his blood pressure is not going down despite being on medicine. And that is the working theory that perhaps maybe that's what led to his problem anyway. So hopefully the medicine takes effect, his blood pressure goes down and, and then everybody's, you know, can breathe a sigh of fresh air kind of thing and be like, okay, but right now he's, he's, he's got to worry about that. Ultimately, if it doesn't come down, he's going to have to see a neuro or uh, yeah, a neurologist to ascertain what the further issue is. But the idea is maybe if, the pills work. His blood pressure comes down. He's not paralyzed. He can still talk. He's still Aldo functioning mentally and physically. So hopefully he, he'll be back with us in a few weeks and, and be himself. But right now he's got to chill. He can't get upset. He's just got to be as serene and docile as possible to, to get back to himself, to be normal. So that's why he's not here again. Uh, I'm not a religious person per se. I don't pray, but if anyone wants to pray for him, he would appreciate that. Uh, and again, if I if I didn't tell anyone specifically what was going on with him, I didn't want to make anybody mad or anything. Uh, I'm sorry. He told me not to say anything initially, and, and, and I didn't say anything initially. So I hope I didn't let you all down, anyone specific. I I was afraid I made the other Dan pissed off because he caught wind of it. And I said, look, Aldo told me not to tell anybody. So I didn't. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if someone tells you not to say what's up with me medically, I'm not going to say what's up with you medically. Yep. It's not a slight in anybody. So I hope everyone realizes that. And, uh, and again, he's okay with everybody knowing now because at least there is some outlook or plan and, and some optimism. At least he hopes, you know, we can all hope. Yeah. So okay. that's where we are. Uh, I don't want to uh, bring the show down per se, but I just wanted to explain to everybody where he is and or where he isn't, why he's not here. And it is a big deal for me, man, because he's he's my guy, man. I mean, I've said this whenever yeah. we'd be having problems with uh, the the previous rendition of the show with Nomad and and Dan, I would be telling them like, look, man, I like I don't give a fuck about money or this or that and the other. Aldo's my friend, and and and. I, sure. I have conversations with Aldo that like, I wish that I had with my dad, you know what I mean? Like, cause I died, my dad died when I was 12. So I feel like in a lot of ways, I don't want to sound dramatic or, or sappy. A lot of ways he's kind of like a father, like figure to me in some yeah. instances, Oh yeah, we're watching games together from the seventies or, or talking about, you know, <laughs> talking about the sex or whatever. I'm having conversations with him cause he's 20 years older than me that I wish I was having with my dad. So Aldo means a lot to me, so I, and I hope he's, he's going to be okay. But I just wanted everyone to know why he's not here. Yeah, uh, Barflies need to know. I mean, we're all praying for Aldo. I, I talked to him. You know, uh, I logged in here early. I know you guys came in here. I wasn't. I was already done loading all this material for tonight's show. 
But uh, Aldo was here when I logged in. I got some time to chat with him and stuff, you know, and seems okay. So uh, I wanted to share, like, I've I, I known Aldo for about six years. I started at the bar room in 2017. Aldo started the whole bar room podcast in 2014. So he's been doing this for uh, going on four years or t- 10 years now in 2024. Um and uh, we're all praying for Aldo. Aaron, uh, any memories? Uh, we want to like Aldo's not gone, but if you no, you know, about, honestly, I, I, I haven't talked <laughs> when to you first met as, Aldo as much as I would have liked. Um, yeah, it wasn't on a show. I think it might have been just passing, or we had him when I have a stream. Uh, I don't think uh-huh. you know at that time I hadn't spent too much time. Talk- Even still, I haven't talked to him as much as I would like. So right. yeah, I'll be back, and he'll be around for a while, and we'll just keep rocking and rolling yeah, once he gets better. Sure. But until then, we'll we'll carry the torch as much as we can. And it's great that Dan is like that father figure for Dan. He's he's a big brother for me, Danny. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, even I got the shirt on today. (laughs) Yeah, I've got that same shirt. Uh, Too bad I bought it. It's just like I feel like, well, maybe I set the bar too low, and (laughs) that's where we needed to be, just North Champs, because I bought that stupid shirt. That's why we lost (laughs) the Eagles. But um, yeah, see. Initially, what brought me to the show was Phil. I mean, I'm not going to lie and tell you know, bullshit anybody. I, Phil was my guy. I listened to him yep. and I wanted to be Phil's friend so badly. And for a while, I think we were. And yep. um, I was Phil's fan. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit anybody. And then uh, as a result yeah. of that, of course, I was talking to Shane and stuff. But even, even then, yeah. like when uh, Aldo was like, well, hell, I, I want to talk to you too. I want to introduce myself. And Back in those days, I was going through a divorce. So I was really depressed. So Aldo wanted to talk to me. We spoke on the phone like an hour one night, uh, just way back when, like 2018, when I was barely no one on the show, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he still wanted to talk to me. And then when they had their business problems, which have nothing to do with me, I'm not going to talk about that as again, I wasn't involved in that, um, but he and I were talking a lot during that time, whether it was just like, Hey, what are your thoughts on Godfather two or whatever? So ultimately we had had so many conversations about movies and, you know, like mid eighties football or whatever that like into independent of the show, I was already considering him like one of my best friends. And he said that to me too. And like, we were talking yeah. in the middle of the night all the time via text. And so when they left, I was like, well, do I have to go too? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like you're my friend. I mean, they, I mean, again, Shane and I, I obviously, I've many times had an argument that I take at least fifty percent of the blame for, and he and I are fine now. But and he wished me luck when I said, "Well, I think I'm going to do a show with Aldo, actually." And so I haven't heard from Phil in years, but I haven't. I, I really thought when I told him I was going to Soldier Field for the first time, like what three years ago, or whatever, uh, that mm-hmm. you know, he could relate to that, and he'd reach out, to, and then he just left me at red, man. So. But whatever. Uh, yeah. The point is to say not to bury Phil or Shane because they deserve whatever ac- acolytes they get, and they do a yeah. great show. And and they do. And yeah, Phil's, yeah. So I'm not Phil's thinking, songs are are brilliant. You know, uh, Phil's extremely talented, and, and, and I just wanted to be cool. Phil's friend so badly at the time. Yeah, Shane is one of the quickest wits I know. You know, you and Aldo included. You know. Well, yeah, uh, he's like their show's All great. Three of you so guys. yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I told Aldo at the time, I thought that they were better off. They being the trio that was hundred proof were better together than apart. Yeah. I still feel, feel that way. But the bottom line is the reason I stayed was because of Aldo and I's friendship. So, and for sure, 
putting that all together, it's why giving you context of why this matters to me, even if like Aldo said, I'm not doing the show anymore. Fuck this. I feel like he and I would still be friends. I hope he continues to do the show. He's never said that he wasn't. I'm just giving yeah. you context. So the reason that I'm even here is because I'm his friend, you know? Yep. And we got Aaron Mikulski here tonight. You saw Aaron last week. I was out last week. I was at my uh, aunt's funeral. I didn't make it back uh, from Chicago until like midnight on Tuesday. So uh, I missed last week's show, but I did give it a listen. Uh, and uh, we got a great show tonight, man. I, I have so much material. I, I, I'm, I think this is going to be the show where Dan and Aaron laugh the most because I have so, I have so much material tonight. We got we got the uh, the Bears schedule came out last week. We're going to talk about the Bears schedule. Um, a couple other things. I've got uh, some fun with AI. Got we got a, a little segment called Tucha's Dick Picks coming up, which I think. Oh God. You guys will like it. it's not what you think though. But, okay, uh, Danny, I already told him what the thing was, but uh, Danny would go uh, do a little bear state of affairs because that's going to kick off, you know, like everything that we got to talk about. Let me just say before you start, yeah, I think, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass when I say this, I think you're underutilized on it on the show, period. So the only good thing about Aldo not being here is that I think you drive the car really well. Is the lead host. I said right that time. I, I'm super confident uh, with you running the show. I'm super confident the other Dan was running the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Both of you guys are great at this, and I, and I'm happy for you. Like I said, you can show how good you are, man. So take it away. I have a, a great time doing the show. Love you and Aldo and Aaron. So uh, let's do a little bit of state of affairs. Get that out of the way and get the show rolling. <laughs> All right, Bears, State of Affairs, offseason, week 18. What's happening, Barflies? Well, the 2023 NFL schedule has been released, and the Bears kicked the season off with the home game against the Packers. Yeah, boy, oh, boy, starting the season off with a win against the Cheez-Its would really kickstart 2023 for this young Justin Fields-led squad, not to mention their rabid fan base. Yeah, the Packers are without a stud quarterback for the first time since 1991 when they kicked off 31 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Not a lot of uh, Bears wins during that span. But now the tide has turned, and the Bears will start off as the first opponent for new starting Packers quarterback Jordan Love. It doesn't feel like we have the quarterback that can elevate the team change the game and lead the team to victory rather than the Packers having that guy? Sure, there are people out there who have their doubts about Justin Fields, but they're all idiots. The questions are out there. Can he be an effective pocket passer? Does he have the ability to make all the throws? Can he read the next level of defenses that teams are going to throw at him? Well, the schedule is out and JF1 will have plenty of chances to change minds while turning heads. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the NFL 2023 NFL schedule, the Bears are set to play in four primetime games this season, despite having the worst record in the NFL last season. Why is that? Hmm, could it be, I don't know, Justin Fields? Yeah, 
They'll play two on Thursday night football, week five versus the Commanders, a week 10 versus the Panthers. Yep, there's also a week eight Sunday night football game in Los Angeles versus the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Yeah, and a week 12 Monday night football game versus Minnesota and the Vikings. Some highlights from the 2023 Bears schedule are a week three game at the Super Bowl champion Chiefs and an afternoon home game on Christmas Eve versus the Cardinals. They also have a late bye week, week 13 for the second year in a row, and they bookend the season with games against the Packers. Facing them week one and week 18. There's also a week four home game against the Broncos and their new head coach and Naperville native Sean Payton, the former head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, the Bears will also have the 18th toughest schedule with an opponent winning percentage of .497 based on last season's win-loss records. So, a middle-of-the-pack schedule in terms of difficulty. Not only that, but the Bears will have the most rest of any team in the NFL this season in comparison to their opponent's schedules. Yeah, the Bears will have two weeks more rest throughout the season than their 2023 opponents. This year, the Bears will play six different games after more than a week's rest. Gotta like that. Well, Bears fan, on a sad note, maybe, I'm here to report that former Bears GM Phil Emery is retiring. Got a little uh, Danny Aguirre uh, photo here of our guy. Yeah. There At least is. Phil always said he wanted to win multiple championships, and so do yeah. I. Yeah, he was most recently a senior-level personnel executive with the Atlanta Falcons, working alongside another former Bears GM, Ryan Pace. Yes, Bears fans, it looks like Atlanta is where Bears GMs go to die. Week 17, the Bears will face the Ryan Pace Falcons. Anyways, I thought maybe a little painful stroll down memory lane in honor of Phil Emery might be in order, recapping the Bears GM career of Mr. Phil Emery. He was most known for firing Lovey Smith, after a 10-6 and six season, replacing him with Montreal Alouettes coach Mark Tressman. Choosing Tressman over future Super Bowl champion head coach Bruce Arians. Oh, what could have been? <sighs> yeah, after Tressman was fired, when Tressman was fired after second season, Emery was jettisoned along with Tressman. During his tenure as Bears GM, Emery traded for receiver Brandon Marshall. He gave Jay Cutler a seven-year extension. And he watched as Brian Urlacher ended his Hall of Fame career. Emery's first round draft picks in three seasons with a disappointing Shea McClellan and two future Pro Bowl players, offensive lineman Kyle Long and cornerback Kyle Fuller. Bears went 10 and 6, 8 and 8, and 5 and 11 in Emery's three seasons as Bears GM. Rumored to be a voracious music fan, Emery quoted singer songwriter Carrie Newcomer upon his 20. December 29, 2014, firing when he read a four-sentence statement and then quoted the relatively obscure music artist saying, we stand breathless on the clean edge of change. Okay, easy, Phil. You can rest now. No more players to evaluate. Plenty of new music to listen to. And we do have some team news. Former Bears offensive lineman and Dan Aguirre favorite Sam Mustafer has signed with the Ravens. Yeah, the Owing Mills, Maryland native will return home and join former Bears linebacker Roquan Smith. Thank God he's gone. 
Well, I don't know, Danny, but I think the team just got a little better, and that is Bears State of Affairs. I'm telling you, the couple of Bears over the years that I hated the most, Joshua Bellamy and Sam Mustafer. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so glad when both of those guys were gone, man. Yeah. Didn't yeah, Bellamy so, uh, get arrested? I think he did. He would always post these videos. He would always post these videos with like his kids having this extravagant, like not regular diapers, but like they had to be like $500 a piece. Just some like, like this guy, it's just like, I didn't like his personality. Didn't like him on the field, but like, God, he acted like he was like Jerry Rice or somebody Mm -hmm. in his fucking videos, man. We have uh, some favorite uh, Dan Aguirre, Phil Emery memories. Will I do a little work behind the scenes? Yeah, Phil Emery wanted he wanted to win multiple championships, and the game that I loved so much in 2013 and almost went to, and the only reason I didn't is because they were calling for all this lake effect snow in Cleveland. It was real late in the year, and Jay had been out for a few weeks and got the start and uh, led a big comeback. He threw this huge touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, when he got hit dirty and it was a roughing the passer, he threw a touchdown uh, to Earl Bennett and Michael Bush broke like a 40 yard touchdown as the bears would come back and beat Michael Cleveland Bush. on the road. And after the game uh, or after the season, when he got that extension, Phil Emery said that he, this was almost a quote that he saw that Jay had stones with that comeback in Cleveland yeah. that, that impressed that. him. And that's why he gave him the extension. And as you know, I'm a big Jay Cutler guy. I loved Brandon Marshall. So I thought if they keep the band together, it's only going to be great. I mean, and it, it could have been, man. I, it's just one of those things you look back on and just like, it's a missed opportunity, whether it's my marriage or it's just another one of those things in life where I'm just like, God damn, man, like this is not how it's supposed to have gone, but here we yeah. are. Yeah, and you know, I mentioned in Bears State of Affairs that um, the hiring of Tressman over Bruce Arians that always ticked me off, guys. I just, man, I I, I like I wanted Bruce Arians for fuck's sake. Not, I nobody wanted. Tra- yeah, I mean, come on. Well, that's the thing too. I'm sure you've seen the, the press conferences where like he left and went to the hotel room and he thought he had it. He's like, I got it. Um, he's like, I got the job. And then like later, super early in the morning, they like called him and said, no, he didn't get it. Like he left the, uh, he left legitimately. Was it CHGO had him on, uh, in the, during the super bowl. And he was telling that story where he's like, yeah, he's like, I left. I was certain that the job was mine. And (sighs) just chalk it up to one more thing. We're like, oh, this is the guy you picked who you picked who like that's the, ah, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, Phil Emery, not Emery. Um, yeah, Trestman. Well, sorry, yeah, you're he right. He fired Lovey after a ten and six season. I was like, Lovey shouldn't have been fired. No, I, I thought, yeah, Lovey shouldn't have been fired after ten and six. Come no, on, I disagree. Yeah, okay. People were calling for Lovey at ten and six, though, Danny. The people, but no, but, but this is what, and I love Lovey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just stress that. Yep. I love Lovey Smith. I, I, I loved him. The fact that we got the number one pick this year and all that with Lovey going for two. Like, thank you, Lovey. Yeah. And taking us to the Super Bowl, almost winning it. How can you not love Lovey Smith? But the Bears were 7-3 and in 2011, and Donovan McNabb is going on TV every week saying, like, hey, I'm from Chicago. I want to Mount Carmel. I'd love to finish my career with the Bears. And he's just there every week saying, please fucking sign me, the way Robbie Gold is now. Mm-hmm. And we didn't sign him. And they're 7-3, and three, and they lose every game without Jay, except the last one of the year, 
And that's where Erlacher gets hurt because of major right in Minnesota. Josh McCown starts and we win, but they went from seven and three to eight and eight. Now that cost Angelo his job. So they give Lovey one more shot. Phil Emery takes the job and the Bears are seven and one in 2012. Coming off a seven and three year, no less. Seven and one, and they finished 10 and six. But again, it's two straight collapses. That's why Lovey was fired. Two straight collapses, not just being 10 and six, which is what people always say. It's two straight collapses, seven and three to eight and eight, seven and one to 10 and six, and neither time making the playoffs. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, people just got kind of sick of Lovey. He was, he was a bit, uh, terse or some people would say uh secret he hated brad biggs yeah uh, with the media <laughs> you know uh you know he, he was a bit standoffish with the media you know people uh got tired of the shtick a little bit you know a lot of it happened we, we got jay cutler but the thing was we didn't have a quarterback for the longest time yeah that played a big part in whether or not any bears coach would have success or failure you know uh the, uh, the 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 getting Jay Cutler, but then we kind of were unable to find an offensive coordinator and, and kind of more of the team uh, to build around him. Danny, that that yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to say. I'm so glad yeah. you you went there. Is that in 2010 when they ultimately hired Mike Martz, and I know it's because of Lovey. Yeah, uh, you know he was a defensive coordinator for the St. Louis Rams when mm-hmm. Mike Martz was a head coach. But I know it's because of his loyalty to Mike Martz. But what could have been, gentlemen? I don't know if many people remember this. Mark Trestman got an interview for OC then. Now, yep. just follow me on this hypothetical. If Trestman could take the 2013 Bears offense, which was the best that we'd probably had ever in our lifetime with, yeah. with uh, Martellus and uh, Alshon and Brandon Marshall and Cutler and Forte, now not to say the same players are in position. You still had Forte. You still had Collar. But point is, what if they hire – uh, Tressman in 2010, and he still has Lovey, so Tressman doesn't have to try to lead the whole team, which he was incapable of doing because people didn't respect him. But if he's just the OC and could just work on the offense, meanwhile, Lovey's still there and kind of overseeing the team when the team respects him, you know, way more than they ever would Tressman, and Lovey can help with the D. That maybe we win the maybe we win the Super Bowl in 2010 if they hire Tressman as the OC. Because we can't take that away. Tressman knows offense, man. Yeah, everywhere he goes, he's done a good job as a coordinator. So when when Tressman w- was coach, I know I know we had uh, Cutler still, but it w- it would see it was it seemed like other quarterbacks were kind of having a little more success in that offense. I remember what was the guy's Josh name? McCown. Josh McCown, yeah, and uh, um, was it? Uh, God, there was another guy too. I can't remember. If you're mentioning Matt Barkley, that was with Matt John Barkley. Fox. Okay, that was with John, John Fox. Fox. Okay, yeah. That was in the debacle 2016 season when we were three and 13, which is just one of the least like that's probably in, in hindsight, maybe the, the only season I've ever had. And there've been a lot of bad bear seasons, but that season I had no hope whatsoever. I mean, I was just like, God, can it end? This is the worst year of my life. Like football wise. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I mean, man, Mark Tressman built a good offense course. And the, the, the defense was a little faulty, though, you know? That's what I'm saying. But uh, if you still have Lovey, yeah, if, if they still have Trussman as the OC, yep. and Lovey commands respect with the team and got that respect, yeah. and then if he was there to help 
solidify the defense. And at that time, Erlacher hadn't gotten hurt yet. Again, he got hurt on a meaningless yep. play in the end zone because Major Wright destroyed his fucking knee. I mean, I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose, obviously, but right. I'm just saying maybe he's not even in that spot if if Tressman's a coordinator and what it could have been. I mean, that maybe that's what would have gotten us over Aaron Rodgers in the championship game. Right, and I, I believe the, the defensive coordinator of Tressman was Mel Tucker. Yeah, who ended up having success at where, Alabama or somewhere in college? Michigan State. No, I'm in as a coordinator before he become the coach. Oh. It was somewhere in the SEC, maybe Georgia, maybe right. or Alabama. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, so somewhere, somewhere in the SEC. Yep. Those two years with Tucker at defense were probably the all-time worst until our friend Alan Williams came in last year, when the whole defensive line was like, "Hey, I'm just going to stand up flat-footed like a fucking pillow fight and not do anything." And the secondary is like, "Ah, hey, we're not going to stop any passing. Are you kidding?" <laughs> And the linebackers like we're not going to tackle, except for Sanborn who got hurt. And then after that, it was a shit show, man. It, the, God, the defense last year was terrible. Alan Williams is lucky as hell he didn't get fired. He deserved it. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan because the product was so fucking terrible on the field. And at the very least, the defensive line coach should have been fired. Like, God, no one's ever seen a defensive line that can't tackle or rush the passer. But that's what we had. No one could get any penetration when your job's to get penetration. And like I said, they're all standing flat foot. I mean, that's why they're being pushed around. And like, if I can see that being dumb fuck nowhere in West Virginia, how come the Bears defensive line coach can't see that? Uh, you guys want to talk about the, uh, Bears 2023 schedule? Yes. Let's do that. All right. So like I said, Bears state of affairs, uh, the, uh, I'm just going to do a little preamble here. Danny, Aaron, uh, the Bears opened with the Packers. Now, Danny, when was the last time we opened with the Packers? 19, the, the year we thought we were going to Super Bowl Bears 100, Thursday <laughs> right. night football, right. Mitchell Trubisky, we lose 10 to 3. Thank you, trader Adrian Amos with the pick. Awesome. Yeah, and then pick. Yep. us. And then before that, it was 2015, John Fox's first game. And I was like, um, this is gonna start. We got rid of you know uh Trashman and Phil Emery, and now we got new GM, new coach. This is where we take it back, right here, opening day. The Bears did look good that game, but and led at halftime, but lost, of course, uh, in the second half. Another depressing loss. And before that, they hadn't played on opening day since like uh, in, in Chicago since like '81 or something. So, uh, but this is the third time in recent years now that the we've opened the season. But I'm still afraid to talk any shit about Jordan Love because. You don't want to be presumptuous and think, oh, this is, you know, it's a late start. It's going to be dark. It's going to be prime time. We're going to fucking kick his ass. And this is, you don't want to leave three hours after that and say we jump started Jordan Love's career and are 0 and 1. Like that, the idea of that just makes me want to fucking die in my sleep. We just can't, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> All right. Like I said in uh, um, their state of affairs, this season will be the first time since 1991. The can, do you know the, the answer to that? I, I can tell you who the, who the quarterback was the last time we played them, and it's an in, yeah. it's an interesting answer. The last time we Give played them, it wasn't. The answer is Mike Tomzak. Oh yeah, that's right. He was on the Packers. 
Yeah, Mike Tomczak versus Jim Harbaugh in 1991, real late in the year, and Harbaugh was victorious. Thank God. Man, that's why we love Dan Aguirre, everybody. Let's see what the chat room is saying. They don't, the, the chat room didn't even remember that one, although I know, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, like I said, the Bears open up against the Packers, and you know what, Danny? So you're saying there's a chance we could of course. beat the Packers, Aaron. Look at that. One of my favorite <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh yeah let's let's drop that schedule there all right week one against the packers man i think got a great chance to start off the season with a victory guys what do you think danny i just didn't want to take all of aaron's time but yeah, yeah i, I good, mean man. you gotta win you gotta win at, behind the scenes on paper <laughs> again on paper like anything could happen, you know, but yeah. on paper, you're more than likely going to lose at KC more than likely. If you had to bet money now, Tampa, you can say, Oh, well, they don't have Tom Brady, uh, but it's going to be like 95 degrees or hundred degrees in week two in Florida. And you remember when we went down there in 2018 and the bears were just not ready. They're giving up 80 yard screen passes to wide receivers. That's the game where Cody Parkey ultimately missed a field goal. Imagine that to lose, but I'm just saying sometimes the heat, the heat can expose you if you're not ready. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Matt Nagy did not have them ready uh, conditioning-wise. Even Dan uh, Hampton would say that uh, Mac was out of shape the whole time he was here. So hopefully the Bears will be ready for Florida because that's a truth machine down there at that, in the fucking heat. So it, it, Kyle Long said that he lost like 10 pounds in one game down there one time when it was this fucking ungodly hot. Didn't he say he lost like 10 or 15 pounds yeah, just during the game? Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. But like, let's say for some reason you lose to the Packers and then maybe you lose to KC and then, oh my God, you're losing that heat trap game. You could start 0-3. So it's so important to take care of business there from a, mor a morality sense with Green Bay to say, okay, it's a new day. Not to play off the new day in the WWE from back in the day, but it, it it's it's a new opportunity to win the division. You take care of that, and then you can get some momentum. Maybe you go to Florida, and it's like an NFC Central game from '91. Ugly, you win 10-6 or something. Okay, and then maybe you got some momentum, and then you go to Kansas City, and then maybe you upset them. No. So it's all about <laughs> it's all about feel, though. You know, like if yeah. for some reason you go to KC and you're two and zero, and you're confident, and you're sticking your chest out maybe that's a game you get to Mahomes and get a fumble a strip sack an interception something crazy a special teams play that goes our way to get some mojo that the game the games that we always find a way to lose when you're just feel like so negative something always goes wrong then but when you're winning things like that go your way so it's so important to beat Green Bay in week one in my well, that's opinion one thing too piggyback yeah. enough what yep. you're just talking about Dan is how many times last year did we hear the Bears need to learn how to win? Like we kept losing and, and there were multiple games that we thought we'd have a chance in. And it's just, we never capitalized. We never put the bow on it, so to speak. So kind of piggybacking off what you're saying. It's like, if we get rolling and the team learns how to capitalize on that kind of shit and, and keep that stuff moving, then maybe it'll be totally different. Cause like you said, that's the most Bears thing possible is to, get a lead and then blow it or have something good happen and then blow it. You know, it's, it's always, it always seems like we're our own worst enemy. So hey, yeah, if we definitely. get our stuff together, then who knows? So the Packer game is so important. It's going to be the main national TV game for the doubleheader, 325 central, 425 my time. I mean, so most of the country is going to see it. 
And if you lose to Green Bay again, they're going to be like, see, I told you, the Bears, same old Bears, they fucking suck. We don't yeah. need Aaron Rodgers. We don't need Brett Favre. We can stick anybody in there to beat yeah. those sorry-ass Bears. So you, you got to beat the bully, man. You got to find a way to win that game. It can't be like Trubisky getting picked off in the end zone yep. or – in 2015, you have a lead and blow it, or 2018 opening day in Green Bay where you have that big lead in Max first game and you blow it. You have to beat them. We have not beaten them in five years. Yeah. This is it, man. You've got to fucking win. Yeah, it's a great point, Danny, because, um, you know, it, it's really, you know, because the Packers bookend the season, one and 18, it's like you, you have oh, to God. win first. First week, if you let's say you lose one, you start the season off on a sour note where people are like, like you said, same old bears. In week 18, you finish the you finish the season on a down note where people say same old bears. So yeah, like you're saying, it uh, look, I'd be happy if the first three games, if, if we're two and one, man, uh, you know, the season's looking pretty good. And you got you going to Denver, Washington, week four and five. Well, Denver since Denver's at home. Yeah. Denver, we're at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying we're playing that the games that we're playing. The next week four, we go against Denver and week five against the Commanders. And those are, I know the Commanders beat us last year, but those are two winnable games. The you Commanders know, are sneaky we, too. too yeah. I'm telling you, if you think back. Defense is great. But no, no, but the fuck, I'm not even giving them props for this specific team. In a vague sense, yep. Washington has been beating us since 1986. Like, I'm not kidding. Redskins yeah. no, beat us. Right. Like the Dolphins. Yeah, but the Redskins beat us in, in uh now we beat them in 88 in the regular season, but they beat us in the playoffs in 86 and 87. They beat us in 91. We could go through the litany. The only game I can think of, I mean, they beat us on my my birthday in, in 99 on Halloween, like 51 to 17. They beat us in 97. That way, like this is this is dirty, but the the day I received my first blowjob, the Bears were getting blown out by the Redskins and Curtis Conway threw his helmet. Uh, in 97. So it's just like, man, we've been trounced by these guys. The only time we beat them in recent memory was in 01 when they pulled out a fake field goal and Erlacher maybe caught a touchdown on it in 2001. But that's the that's the only time we've beaten them in like and in, in 88. And every other time we find a way to lose to them. So they're almost like a sneaky Green Bay in the sense they've been beating us for a fucking generation. Fuck yeah, no. the Redskins or the Commanders or whatever. We got to take those assholes down. Yep, and I mean, we were so close last year. We almost won. That was the game where Mooney just didn't cross the threshold <sighs> with the ball, right? Or Fields couldn't connect with uh, that the backup tight end. What's his fucking name? Guy wasn't running hard. Uh, Eighty four. Uh, he's that? not with us anymore. I don't mean he died. Um, he's not with right. with the Bears anymore. Either way, Fields has to throw that complete that touchdown pass. But yeah, Ryan that game something? was ours. Is his name Ryan something? Uh, prop Griffin. Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he man. If Fields completes that touchdown, there we win the game outright anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was the, a tough and, game. Tough game to lose. The Dolphins are another team that just happened to beat us all the time during the regular season. You know. But uh, all right, week six we get the Vikings. Uh, home versus the Vikings and home versus the Raiders. Uh, Vikings. That's a game that Aaron, um, Aaron and I are going to meet that day. Right. You guys are going. You guys are going to what the Raiders game. Yes. 
Yeah, I was planning on it. I don't think it's going to happen now. The one person we always had to watch our dog is available, so I don't think it's going to be an option. Well, damn. Yes. There's the <laughs> I was yeah. pumped because I had I was had my buddy's uh, Raiders fan ever been to game. We were going up, yeah. and she basically she just got a new puppy, and my dog's kind of a handful, so kicking the nuts. But right. yeah, hopefully, hopefully one of these days, man. But I, I yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that uh, the uh, Commanders game is on Thursday night football on a four day turnaround, so that'll be interesting. We've got uh, two we, Thursday night games, which is yeah, two Thursday night games. Yeah, that, Danny, that's hard, why, man. Why do you think uh, the Bears have um, four primetime games this season? The Bears always have the bare minimum number because the Bears always are equivalent mm-hmm. to ratings. How many, how many did we have last year? Four or five. That's what I'm saying. Did like, I can come out. It's okay. easy for me to say, I oh, thought it Justin, was three. I could say, oh, Justin Fields is the reason. And, yeah. The Bears always generate good ratings. We could just be one of those years where we have Matt Barkley or somebody awful at quarterback, and the yeah. Bears are still going to be in prime time because the Bears fans, as you know, we're fucking loyal, and we're going to watch even if they suck. So they have us in prime time because we're going to watch, and that's going to give them ratings. There's a rumor that Kansas City was asking the league not to schedule us in Germany against them. They wanted us at home, and I think it was for that reason. Um, I think I don't. I mean, I don't know how much say each team has with that kind of thing, but there's a rumor going around that Kansas City was asking the league to put Chicago at, you know, at home for them because even the Chicago Bears fans travel well. One of my favorite wins ever was in '15 when Cutler went to Arrowhead and beat them, and uh, the guy we had signed the year before to play center broke his leg against the Raiders, so we had to put in. Uh, uh, Heronis Grasso starting at center, his first ever game, and he was so light and so shitty. And then they they put Cam Meredith in at wide receiver, who had used to have been a quarterback because we had nobody. He had Marquise Wilson and Cam Meredith in his first start that day at wide receiver and had a center that was just god-awful to make Sam Mustafer look like Jim Otto or someone. And, and, and Cutler still brought the comeback and beat them at Arrowhead. It was great. Uh, two touchdowns late in the game to win the last one to Forte. Loved it. All right, so let's uh, see what we got here. Um, yeah, that, that game is in Arrowhead. Uh, Retro wants to go with you. Uh, wants to go to the uh, game with you in Washington. Are you going to go make the trip? To I DC? can't go to that. Uh, Aldo may mention to that one as well because it's a Thursday night game. It's just so hard for me to travel, uh, you know, six hours and miss a couple of days of work. See my radio gig is, uh, is I'm part-time radio after I got laid off and came back, I came back part-time. So if I miss here, it's unpaid. Like my 911 gig will be paid, but Hmm. so that means I'd have to miss two days unpaid of radio to do that, to go on a Thursday and a Friday. That's a little steep for me. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. So, uh, I was going to ask you guys what you think. I mean, I went through this. I'm like, the games that are winner, winnable are like 11 games they could win. I'm not saying they're going to win, but there's like 11 winnable games. They could beat the Packers week one. They could definitely beat the Buccaneers. Aren't going to be that good this year. Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Their defense, you know, their secondary is not any good. Uh, their offense really isn't that. Isn't going to be that good. Uh, the Chiefs probably not a win. The Broncos, we could win that game. You know, 
Commanders, we could win that game. Might not, though, because with the luck we have with, the, with Washington. Then you got the Vikings, who uh, are probably, uh, uh, with the Lions, probably uh, the the favorites to win the division. I think, you know, uh, Packers are probably, they, they took us, the Packers took a step back last year. Let's, let's not kid ourselves, right? They were what, eight and eight? Well, the Packers, seven, seven, they were eight and nine, Packers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Detroit put them out, and they're eight and nine or seven and ten last year. Uh, the Packers, but uh, uh, you know the Lions. And Minnesota's a lot of, lost a lot of people, so I'm not. Yeah, and everyone, I, I think myself included, we don't give Cousins enough credit. I don't like him personally. So ever since he was yelling, "You like that?" I've always been like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. like I wish the worst for him, but. Uh, he's had stats if like Fields or Trubisky would have had we or even Cutler read him in pounding our dicks yeah. like oh my god look at the look at those stats but you just never know I could see Minnesota like coming way back to earth like yeah. they won 13 games last year a lot of those were fluky at the end I could see them taking a step back Green Bay kind of on par with us now and you never know with Detroit you got a crazy coach talks about drowning people and shit so it's just like I could see them. <laughs> taking a step back too. I, I don't yeah. know. I think we're in play for the division. I really believe it. Yeah, I think division's yeah, I, wide open. I, if I, I had to pick one front runner, honestly, for me, I think it'd be Detroit. Yeah, um, I do too. Look, I'll, I'll, put, uh, I'll put Don Burr in a timeout where we can uh, praise uh, Detroit for a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. He's in the chat room. I don't want to. I don't want him to hear us say that, that Detroit's good. They're gonna be good this year. Hey man, give credit where it's due. It's. I mean, it's <laughs> even last year. I was like, like I'm never gonna root for him. But if it's, there's one team that's not Chicago that's doing well in the North, why not the yep. fucking Lions for a change, man? I'm down. Go get it done. Just not Green Bay, okay? That's that's my fucking like bottom line. Like I want the Bears to be on top. Obviously Vikings, whatever. But like just not Green Bay. I'm so fucking sick of them. Like the Lions, but, it's like you don't get to see the Lions. So go do your thing, dude. Like show us what's up. Or the Lions gonna be the like, Lions like they are every time. I went through the schedule and I was like, I see 11 games the Bears could win. Like I'm not saying they're gonna win. So uh, 11 and six would put us in contention for, you know, first or second in the division. Mm-hmm. You know. So I would love not- to see us hit Mahomes. The way that the 07 Giants hit Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, just hit that, put his dick in the dirt over and over and over and over. I'm not conceding that game because I hate Patrick Mahomes so much. I want the Bears to beat them at Arrowhead, and it has nothing to do with him being biracial. I don't give a fuck what his race is. If he was white, I would still feel equally adversarial toward that man. (laughs) Yep. Well, we'll be playing him. We'll get to root against him this time. Uh, week three, early in the season. Um, any other uh, things you guys want to say about the schedule? If you were to, if you were to, just give out, throw out a number of wins and losses. I just want to say quickly, I'm glad that it's not Minnesota in week 18 again. It's like that's for yeah. sure, man. I thought that same Every thing. Year. I was so pumped when you told me that it was going to be Packers at the beginning at the end. It's just um, something different, you know. And, just like, and it was always at Minnesota. If it was like Minnesota in Chicago, fine. But. It was last year because I was actually at oh, that. Was it really? oh, okay. Yeah, but you've like seven years in a row before that. Yeah. It's just like I'm glad that they switched it up. Now, the last time we went to Lambeau to finish the year was our 2010 year. Remember, we tried to knock them out and we lost 10 to 3. That put Green Bay in the playoffs and they ultimately yeah. won the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yep. but, but, but hey, well, we were good. Caleb, that Caleb Haney game, right? Caleb Haney and Jay oh, Hurt yeah. his knee. 
and that big 400 pound guy bj Raji with BJ the pick Raji. six oh yep. god that's Fucking like one to gag me with a spin yeah exactly like that. <laughs> i caught it and that i was just like i was so beside myself i i was at a yeah. party with friends. Like, this is the worst thing on the planet that big fucking fatty got the ball and scored a touchdown this is the uh, i was so mad it seems so like bears. yeah so bears is it doesn't matter if it's jay cutler or fucking vince evans whoever in my lifetime if a quarterback the bears throw more interceptions to defensive linemen than any other team period <laughs> mm-hmm. that happens with anybody that's a like jim mcmahon probably has some like that and so I'm, there's always an interception yeah. by the D line. Why does that always happen to us? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm the same way, dude. I have no idea. And BJ Raji, how many picks did he have and how many touchdowns did he have? I'm sure that was one that was and it. one. Yep. You uh, got it. Let's find out. I'll look it up. Fuck man. That, that was so heartbreaking. Just so heartbreaking the way that's, that yeah, went. Like one. Oh no. It's the first one that came up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that might be the only one. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. How many sacks? Was it? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Danny? Mm-hmm. Throw out a number for a record. I, I don't know. I don't want to do it because you never, not that I, I should play long. I'm not trying to not play yeah. long, but you just never know the context of the matchup. Know. Like there's always a team that goes from worst to first. And then, you know, uh, you never know, like, what quarterback is going to be hurt or something in the context. It's so hard in, on May 16th to look at a matchup in, in September and be like, well, we know this is going to happen because we don't know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought last year after the Russell Wilson trade that he would just play uh, like the worst season in the history of the game? <laughs> I'm being I'm exaggerating, but like, I don't know if anyone I'm just so glad the Bears didn't get him. Because he was so bad in Denver last year, and his whole team, the whole team hates him. Who could have predicted that? Who was it? Uh, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole team hates him, and he played dreadfully. So, like, if this were yeah. last year, like for example, in 2022, if you had Denver, you'd be you like, "Oh, we play that as Russ. a loss." Yeah, but now you never know because the team hates him. So, will they play for him? You've they've got a really good coach now in Peyton, so yep. maybe they will. But they do it just you just never know, man. And then like. The, the Pittsburgh, for example, has two Thursday night games, and both of theirs are at home. So we've got the Thursday night game and have to travel. And even so, the the New Orleans game in week nine is a road game. And even though we play Carolina at home, we're, com- we're still traveling back from Louisiana. So a couple of those are, are, are hard games there. But then again, you get a mini buy afterwards too. So And both of those after the mini buy are against divisional opponents in Detroit and Minnesota. So I'm just saying maybe that ends up going our way, but it's just too hard to foresee right now. And you got Arizona on Christmas Eve, Atlanta, New Year's Eve. Remembering Rex was bad against Green Bay on New Year's Eve and blamed New Year's Eve for the reason he played badly. Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot about that. Maybe Atlanta does that. Maybe whoever's playing quarterback. I hope so, because I got a buddy who's a Falcons fan. He's been talking that shit. So Neil, if you're listening, they're going down. Ritter quarterbacking the the uh the falcons i mean we got well, maybe ritter says i was thinking about getting blown on new year's eve too and and yeah. i threw a couple of pick sixes to uh the bears and you know anything we can take you know i'm just i just don't know it's hard for me to sit, sit here and say i know what's going to happen i just if if yeah. i prayed and even though I, know I wouldn't necessarily pray for frivolous things but if i did i'd just say please let us beat green bay in week one and 
we'll see where the cards go after that. But if they start 0-1, that's such a kick to the fucking balls, man. You know, because this year and, and this roster with this team is and, and same with the Green Bay is such an unknown at this point. I'm not gonna put too much stake. Obviously, I want to fucking win. Nothing would make me happier than to kick those dudes in the teeth right off the get-go. But with as little as we know, it's for me, it's just an evaluation. I just want to see the team go out with the W great, even and obviously I want to win. If we lose and it's a good game and we see, you know, fields slinging it and we see stuff out of the rookies and the lines holding up and our defense does something that I'll, I'll be okay with it. But it's just, I feel like because this year with this new roster, granted we have the same coaching staff. It's such an unknown for me that it's almost, and you do the same thing every year, but I feel like a couple weeks in week three or four, it's always worth doing an exercise again. It's like, okay, what's the rest of the season going to look like? If you come out like I think we'll be eight and nine, you well, know, reevaluate in week four or three, given everything we've seen, you know, with the other teams and with Chicago kind of a deal. Well, I'll tell you, if, if last season's any indication, Matt Eberflus has a lot of time to prepare. Uh, he can, he, you know, he went one last year against the 49ers. That was a pretty good team. So, uh, with a lot of predicted uh, a uh, win in that game, by the way, yeah, on air monsoon. So yeah, Dan was at that game. The other Dan, I'm not speaking in third person. The other Dan was at that game. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Bears for that first week. I think uh, Eberflus will have the guys return, uh, uh, ready to go, and the Jordan Love Packers. We got a chance there. It's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we 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 don't really know what Jordan Love's going to be, but yeah, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Let's. Just, yeah, but we said Rodgers with Favre, though. Yeah, I won't say if like I'm I'm the same train as Dan. I'm not gonna say a fucking thing because you never know. Yeah, he sucks that he fucking is the next coming of Christ on the Green Bay side. Yeah. All right. So uh, you guys want to move on from the schedule, Aaron? Do you want to toss out a number just off the top of your head? Eight and nine. Good. That's where I'm at. Right. I mean, that's roughly three times better than last year. I just, uh, it, it's tough to tell. I mean, it's, I've tried to damper my expectations. I, I, I don't think it's, you know, there's some people's like the f- playoffs on the floor. We have to make the playoffs. And I, I agree we've got to get close, but it's one of those we're still building. We, we don't know. Admittedly, we don't know what we have in fields yet. We know what we could have. We know what we've seen, but we don't, we don't know if he's going to get that extension. We still don't know if he's the guy. I don't know. I'm going to catch hate for that. But, I mean, just realistically, I just – I I personally – and I'm not a football guru by any means, but I just – I feel like there's still a lot we need to see out of him. Well, let's, let's take a look and see what Vegas says. The Bears over under win total, seven and a half wins. Not bad. What would you say, I'm Danny? Done. Over Over seven and a half or under seven and a half? You're never going to get me to be negative and say under <laughs> seven and a half. Right. Just, uh, even if I thought that they were I'm going gonna, to do it, I'm never going to uh, say man. they're going to suck. Never. Because over if they do, I'm going to blame myself. <laughs> How about uh, Aaron? Over seven and a half? Seven. Yeah, over. All right. I think, I th- like I said, I look at I look at there and I see at least 11 games that are winnable. Are they going to win them all? No. I'll take over eight. I mean, I, I like the over last year, too. It didn't work out, but that was a, that was a rebuilding season made possibly a tank season but how about the odds to win the bears the bears win in the super bowl plus six plus six thousand which is 60 to one odds uh fair or unfair odds danny i hate to say it but i'll i'll call that fair we don't deserve the credit 
yet mm-hmm. because we haven't yep. done anything. But I yeah. think the Bears are going to be better than what – but I say that every year. But I legitimately believe in Justin. So if, if the offensive line can play – I mean, we only drafted one lineman, so that still bothers me. But maybe if the line plays better with better wide receivers, better tight ends – maybe that running back we drafted is really good. I like the guy from Carolina. I've heard he is. I've heard a lot of good shit about Roshan Johnson. Even yeah, now, so Robinson has been saying good shit about him. So maybe, maybe the bears are going to be better. They can't be any worse on defense. And they signed no. like Edmonds and a couple of people on the D on the side that were good. So I, I just, I don't see any way that the bears are any worse. And even God forbid, if Justin Fields gets hurt, the Walker kid from Carolina that we saw and can play okay and has a yep. similar similar style to Fields. So you know how like in past years of field, if the starter got hurt, the backup was so ed- so different and antithetical to the starter that you had to sh- shift the offense. You know whether it be Andy Dalton and Fields mm. or yeah. last year uh, with Trevor Simeon, but now Fields goes down, they can run the same offense essentially. So that goes a long way too. I think the Bears are going to be better. I do, guys. I really I, I, no, I definitely agree. I think twice as good at the very least. I think six wins would be, and a, I don't know about acceptable, but realistic floor for me would be six wins. I think we ought to have twice as many wins as we did last year. All right. Uh, if you were a woman, good. I'd kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I got uh, a few segments here. Uh, the first one, this is this little little spot here. Uh, it's called uh, Tooch's Dick Picks. I explained to Danny what it's not. It's not picks of my joint, so it's uh, it's well, picks of people now. Just saying <laughs> what? <laughs> <No, I'm kidding. laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a uh, uh, pick. Pictures of tweets uh, where people who either are dicks to the Bears or they're just dicks in general, or uh, there are dicks, like guys who are dicks to other people that are on our side. So I'll just uh, run through some of these. Uh, let's go to uh, – it wouldn't be it would be a dick pick without this guy, Danny. Uh, He's probably the, the biggest Bears dick. I'll talk about Skip Bayless, who says, I still can't believe the Bears chose Justin Fields over Bryce Young. I got I gotta say I like Shy Town Javier, who gave a nice big shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. But uh <laughs> what do you think about uh Dick? I think Skip, Bayless is Skip a, Bayless. Skip was in Chicago for so many years. I, I think he's just a provocateur who yeah. wants to get Not us riled up, but I don't view him as annoying like I do. Chris Sims, I don't know if you got him in there. Like someone like Chris Sims just constantly is is yeah, you know, talking shit about Justin. That makes me want to fight that guy. But Skip Bayless, I feel like he's just doing his shtick. But someone like yeah, Chris yeah. Sims, who isn't qualified at all, is really saying shit personal. Like he's really malicious toward the Bears. I think Skip yeah. is just an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was looking for that Chris Sims tweet. I couldn't find it, but. There's lots of other ones where Chris Sims has been like just he's, he's so basically terrible. said the fields still can't throw. Yeah, he's but so floppy floppy, dude, because he was bashing fields. And at some point last year, he's like, Oh, you know, I was wrong. Yeah, fields is good. Look at him <laughs> run. He can do this. He's impressed. And now he's like, he just he can't do anything. I just which of course, say- you know what? If you're gonna rile up one fan base, you're gonna rile up the bears because we're a volatile bunch. So I totally get it. <laughs> well, I'll say this about Chris. 
He's yeah. got a job in the NFL back in like 05 with Tampa because his dad was the Super Bowl MVP. And then he got a job with the network because his dad's been working with CBS and before that ESPN. So Phil Sims, Phil Sims, Super Bowl MVP, and a lot of people didn't like him doing games, whatever. He's called Super Bowls. He's been mega successful, whether you like him or not, and as a player and a broadcaster. And in both instances, Chris benefited only because of who his dad was. Nepotism. If his name was Chris fucking Smith, we've never heard from him. We'd never hear from him. He's terrible (laughs) as a quarterback. He's terrible as a broadcaster. Like, he's a fucking... He should have been shot. His load should have been in a condom or in a whore's mouth. It should have never been conceived. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of right to talk because he wasn't that great of a quarterback, Danny. That's all I'm going to say, but yeah. And he's a bad broadcaster. Yeah. All right, so I got another dick here. I want to see if Don Burr was still around, but uh, <laughs> you were going to show Don Burr's pick? <laughs> no, no. This oh, guy. the Saint. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I'm on Ross Saint Brown. Equinemius is little brother. Worst fan base ever, Danny. What a dick. I'm on. Yeah, Bra- he I'm said Ross Saint Brown trashes Bears fans. And he was saying it because the Bears, the Bears fans were, we're sitting quiet. on their hands at the draft. Yeah. I mean, that's because we were trading down and stuff. I mean, we didn't know when we were going to pick. And I can assure you, the Bears fans, when Justin was drafted two years ago, we weren't just sitting on our fucking hands. Like, we were all about to beat our cocks simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So, now we were all simultaneously booing when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky, conversely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Except Michael. Uh, fuck this guy. <laughs> Uh, all right. He's good though. Uh, St. Brown's good. He, he's great. Great player. All right. So, uh, how about one where we got, uh, this guy's our dick. Yeah. Barroom's own Greg Gabriel. Bears should refuse to sell any tickets to people from Wisconsin. Yeah. I love this for the home. <laughs> he's our like dick, that. Aaron. That's our boy. All right, Greg. It's our dick. That's funny. Yeah. He may be a bully, but he's our bully. They should penalize mm-hmm. any season ticket holders to sell their game tickets. Jeez, heads. Amen, Greg. Right. What do you think, Danny? Should we sell? We talked about this a little bit. Should we sell when tickets? You, when you say cheesehead, I always think instantly of an STD. I'm like, man, he's, <laughs> got, head, yeah. he's got discharge coming out of his fucking cock and <laughs> head cheese. You know, he doesn't wash. But yeah. yeah. So, yes, yes, I like it. Any, there's a, first off, let me shout him out real quick. I asked him to come on the show tonight. He says he will next week. Uh, Ron, God, what's Ron's last name? I'm going to fuck this up. But he's supposed to hook us up with really good tickets for that Raiders game. And uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name. It's spelled M-I-L-A-Z-Z-O. Is it Malazzo? I guess, yeah. Hmm. Malazzo. He says he'll come on next week. He's going to hook us up with some tickets. and so he's a season ticket holder, and he's helping a Bears fan and myself and Aldo. So, yeah, keep that up. Season ticket holders, the Green Bay fans, come on, man. You don't need money that bad. You wouldn't be season ticket holders if you did. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. All right, so that's our dick, Greg Gamble. He's all ours. How about this? Is this this one's where I was a dick. <laughs> you have uh, Clay Harbor, former Bears tight end. Give me your thoughts on Darnell Waite, Chicago. There's Tooch down there. I think he's about 335 pounds, Clay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one thing I've heard. Is a little, not, I don't know. 
<laughs> of course, everyone's like, he's going to he's too heavy. They're worried about it. They're not, dude. You put that guy well, in the fucking weight room. He mistyped. Either that or it was autocorrect. Give me your thoughts on Darnell Wright. Darnell, he put, oh. he said, <laughs> yeah, they mean, they're right next to each other. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's you funny. Thoughts oh. on Darnell Wright. I said, I think he's about 335 pounds, Clay. <laughs> Uh, the thing another... we've heard about Darnell was that he had the ability to get beaten up and wasn't overly tired. So in yeah. spite of that weight, he obviously carries it well because he had conditioning enough to work his ass off uh, yeah, to, he, uh, to impress them. Darnell Wright signed the contract today with the Bears four-year deal worth 20, almost $21 million. He got a $12 million signing bonus. Bears also signed Zach Pickens and I believe uh, uh, Tyler Scott today. So they're working on signing a whole draft class. This guy, uh, Danny, um, he's. I want dick. them to tell us that Robbie Gold, that's where, that's where I was yeah. going. How about yeah. that? Robbie I Gold, that, I want them to say the Bears have re signed Robbie Gold and Leonard Floyd. That's what I want to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I keep. Uh, did you guys see that? I was reading an article not too long ago. Well, a show was even going that polls is. It said something he could even expect a uh, edge rusher soon, be it Chase Young or Yannick Ngakwe or uh, I think there's one yeah. other name. I can't remember who else it was, think, but it sounds like Poles is on the phones working shit out. Well, I'll tell you, I, I think we'll probably, if, if we're going to end up with someone, I think it'll be Yannick Ngakwe. And I'll tell you that uh, today the uh, note came out uh, in the news that uh, the commanders weren't looking to deal Chase Young, so that would be one off that. Well, he's got Frank a history Clark. of injuries too, doesn't he? Frank Clark has a little like off the field issues. You know, Yannick, uh, kind of the cleanest of the uh, free agent uh, defensive ends out there. So, but it, getting back to Robbie Gold and Ryan Pace, Robbie Gold said on ESPN, Waddle and Sylvie show 2019, Ryan Pace tried to bring him back. Danny, wasn't Ryan Pace the guy that let him go? <laughs> Well, and again, deservedly so, because at the time, Robbie was missing game-winning kicks. He missed when Tressman went for the win on second down in Minnesota. It was from 47, and Robbie missed it. And everyone criticized Tressman, but that was a big comeback, and he thought Robbie would hit it. He missed it. He missed a game-winner against the Redskins. He missed a game-winner against San Francisco. I mean, so... And then he was missing extra points in the preseason when they cut him. So at the time, he was running his mouth, comparing himself to Michael Jordan and was missing kicks and was earning $4.5 a year. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they cut him. But obviously, he got his mojo back, and he wanted to come back to Chicago. And, and so the fact sure. that after that fuckhead missed the, the double doink and, and Parky, so yeah, you bring back the guy you know. It's like bring, getting back with your ex-lover. I, I, I have no yeah. – I want him back now. Same dude. I want to back selfishly just so I can buy a Robbie Gold jersey. Uh, Santos, I, he lost me when he was just like, I, I don't know, man. The wind. I don't want to try. Yeah. Yard yeah. field goal. If you're too like, even if Robbie misses it, like he's arrogant as shit. I get it. He rubs people, but Robbie would tell you, oh, I can hit from sixty-one. Oh yeah, he might miss it, but he thinks he's gonna make it. Right? Yeah. Like Santos doesn't even want to try it, man. From, from like forty. Yeah, yeah like a 44 yard fucking kick, and he's like, ah, no, waved it off. I was like, Robbie, uh, well. Robbie's got some stones, as they would say, right? With the J, like J, J. Right. I think his family still lives in Chicago, too. He still lives in Chicago. Yeah, yeah he still lives in Chicago. My thing is that Ryan Pace is like the worst GM we've ever had. You know, he, he gets rid of Robbie Gold, and then he bring, wants to bring him back. And I mean, it, 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 he could have just 
you know, renegotiated his contract and just let him work through the bad year he had and kept him the whole, all along. You know, this is a, a, the issue I have with him. All right. So uh, uh, this isn't a dick, but I, I really love this. Is This was during the draft. I just love this guy's suit. Look at that suit. It's like pink floral. That's Jordan Addison. He'll probably be a dick against us. You know, uh, it looks like Flav of Flav there. Oh, yeah, the that's when I was thinking the same thing. It's like a pink floral pattern with a bow tie. I don't know, Danny. Can Aaron Aaron pull that off? I think it might look pretty no. good. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm already kind of pink. I don't think a pink. Suit <laughs> good on me. All right. Speaking of our guy, here's Kyle Long. He's our dick. Former Bear Kyle Long said on Straight Line Pod, Justin Fields was the most fun guy to watch in the NFL last season. Doesn't think there is a ceiling to him. Yeah, long on fields, the things he does from a physical standpoint make your jaw drop. Aaron, what do you think of Kyle Long's statement? I think it's accurate. I mean, was it four weeks we were the leading? He was the leading scoring offense or something like that. That was, I mean, just him. And and that was yeah. two before I think it was one or two games in to that streak before people started recognizing that they they weren't even placed for him yet. Yeah. Um, it was after I think the mini the buy or like a mini buy, then we switched and started having design runs and it got even better. But just the things that he was able to do, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard of different teams like, yeah, he was the hardest person to cover because you'd spy on him and he'd still get out. You know, he'd spy on him, he'd throw it, or he'd spy on him, he'd still run for a 60 yard touchdown. There's just no stopping him. Yeah. Danny, Kyle Long Kyle on Justin Kyle Fields. Too. Kyle loved Jay Cutler, and I love Kyle for it. It's just too. unfortunate he got hurt in Tampa, had to get carded, and was never the same uh, after that physically. And I hope it that in his personal life, I hope he's walking around okay and stuff. But he, he could never be the same player again after that. But yeah, I agree with Kyle, man. Like I'm, I remember being at that Miami game last year and looking at Aldo and screaming when Fields broke that run and scored. I was like, see, he's the best player on the team. And we're talking about maybe he maybe he shouldn't be the quarterback. He's the best player on the fucking team. Best Mm. player on the field, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, nobody was even close. Yeah, all right. Uh, Let's go on to the next one. Here's uh, another thing from the draft was uh, our guy, Dane Brugler, who said – to all teams drafted at least four players from my top 10 board. Wow. The Bears had six. The Steelers also had six. The Colts, Browns, Lions had five off the top 100 board. Eagles, Seahawks, Packers, Falcons, Bucks, Saints, Jaguars all had four off of Dane Ruger's top 100 players. But the Bears had six. I wonder which six they are. Um, I'm guessing it's obviously Darnell Wright. And I'm, I'm going to guess it's Tyler Scott and Zach Pickens. Maybe. Um, Roshan Johnson, got to be Johnson, and maybe the cornerback, uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Oh, maybe That's that big bastard players. from Florida that we drafted in the second, Devon second pick. Yeah, Devon he's Dexter. a monster, man. Mm-hmm. Like that dude see, is uh, huge. Well, I saw, too, that um, all of Chicago's players that we drafted, all of them scored above an 8 out of 10 on their RAS score, the relative athletics score, I think is what it is. So, like, everybody we got on a scale from 1 to 10 – they're at least an eight as far as being a physical freak. So it really seems like, cause I mean, how many times during articles or interviews and, and podcasts or whatever with polls, they said the, you look at the flashes and it really seems like that's what they were looking at when they were drafting these people. They, they made it, they were looking at, look at the flash on that guy because the, the uh, first uh, Trevon Dexter and then the player after him are the one that everybody still kind of has questions about. Right. 
but it just mm-hmm. seems like they had enough of a flash in the pan, so to speak, to make them, you know, Chicago's like, okay, we can really turn this guy into something. Yeah, the All Dexter right. guy, like I said, is just so big mm-hmm. and and it's just ripped. I mean, he, I mean, this body wise, like he he looks like a guy that should be a great player, but I mean, I mean that never means like the whole picture, so to speak. But aesthetically, toward the eye, he passes the test. So let's hope he can play well on the field. But man, he certainly he certainly looks like a football player. Yeah. All right. How about? This, this is a dick pic. This, this is going to get you an Aaron uh, little erect here. This guy. I actually love the Chicago Bears growing up. I still keep in touch on my Bears, making sure they're making the right moves. That's 49ers tight end, Iowa Hawkeye, former tight Iowa Hawkeye tight end, George Kittle. Would love to have last him here in Chicago. Last year or two years ago, was, yeah. he had a game where he's like, anything I could do to help the Bears. He's like getting off the series. Fuck, I love the Bears. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He literally got I want guy in Chicago, Bears, man. man. Like, I wanted the Bears to draft him in, when he came out. He was a fifth round. I would have drafted him in the third round or second round. I love yeah. him coming out. But uh, and, yeah, that was I, too funny. He's got a huge contract, but I mean, man, would I love to see him on the Bears? A huge Bears. Yeah, we've man. got a lot of money, too, so you yeah. never know. In 2020, yeah. it was an it was like one of the first games on Amazon where you had to watch on Amazon. San Francisco beat Arizona, and the Cardinals were doing well that year. And San Francisco wasn't doing too uh, well, but the 49ers win enabled us to make the playoffs when we mm-hmm. lost to the Saints. Yeah, and he said after the yeah. game that like he actually said, "Duh, Bears!" In, yep, in the Bears. He's like, "Anything we can do to help the Bears is great." Mm-hmm. And he got off stage, like as he was, and they heard it, like he's off the stage. It's like he said something like "fuck, I love the Bears" or something like that in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, dude. That's so funny. Right. Love this guy. So here's another thing uh, we got going on here. Uh, the uh, let me find it here. Sorry about this. This year, the Bears and uh, Chicago Bears are expected to have joint practices in the preseason with the Colts. That's going to get you a little fired up. Danny, what do you think? Anthony Richards versus Justin Fields. I always think I, – I just don't like Chris Ballard, man. He was like – because there was like, <laughs> oh, he should have had the job. And it's like he's done nothing there. Like, I mean, how many veteran quarterbacks has he signed that have just shit the bed with, with the – I mean, granted, they, yep. they they took the kid from Florida now, but I'm saying they've – you know, the Phillip Rivers is and the the – Chad or what's his name? The Wentz, Chris Wentz. What, what's his fucking name? You speak Carson, uh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz, and they had somebody else too. It was like three different veterans. They kept trying to on his watch, like signing bad quarterbacks. The point I say that is, is because when he was interviewing for the Bears, he was just like, "Oh, you got to get rid of Cutler under no, mm. under he's got to go," which is ultimately what cost him not getting the gig. But and everyone's like, "Oh, we should have hired, uh, you know, Ballard." I'm like, "Well." What has he done? Now, granted, Andrew Luck did retire on short notice for him. You'll have to ask I mean, Greg Gabriel when he comes on next week because he's good friends with Chris Ballard. Well, he I don't want to say that around Greg because like, no, I just I mean it's it'd be worth it'd be a good question. You know, I feel like Greg, if, if Greg did, uh, disagrees yeah. with you, he wants to punch you in the jaw. That's all right. We can ask him about what he thinks about Ballard with that covertly, you know, secretly without giving our opinion. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, almost it seems like almost every show, Gregor talks football. It seems like he mentions talking to Ballard. So, yeah, I don't want to make Greg mad. That's all. Oh, I, I don't think he'd make him mad, dude. I, he does, he's from what I get from Greg, he's pretty unflappable. The dude knows his shit, and he knows that he knows his shit. I don't think you'd bother him at all. 
I think that would be the next Mike Florio because we're he hates Mike Florio, and both Mike and myself are from West Virginia, so it would just group us together about how stupid we are. <laughs> oh, that's where you're okay. Yeah, shut up, kid. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. This is uh an, an interesting uh dick pick here, Danny. I wanna I wanna show recently on the uh cover of Sports Illustrated, 81-year-old Martha Stewart. Come on, Danny, would you or wouldn't you? Uh, ironically, she was in West Virginia when she did her prison time. Uh <laughs> I really, really strongly don't like her shows, the cooking yeah. show, whatever the fuck it is. Would you hit so that? So I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you not a hard pass because that implies my dick might be hard. I'm going to give you a soft pass for Martha yeah, okay. Stewart. Aaron, 81 years old, you're going to you hit that or no? Ah, uh, that'll be a pass. It looks good. It's just not, you know, nothing. Yeah, for 81, man. Come on. Let right. me just answer for the barkeeper. I think the barkeeper would hit that. What do you think? Oh, I'm sure he would. Oh, you know that would bring think. his blood pressure down. That's what we need. Yeah, that would that, solve right? his health issues right now. If Aaron, got see, Martha if you, see if you could get uh, Martha on the show. So yeah, I'll get right on that. I'm sure she'd respond to me. <laughs> the prison right. that she was at here was the the nickname was for some reason I don't know if it's like a pussy eating reference, but the prison yeah. she attended was called Camp Cupcake. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the name of the real press, the nickname uh, for the prison, Camp Cupcake. It's in a town oh called Alderson, God. West Virginia. Well, that was Tooch's dick pics. I hope you had fun with that. So I want to I want to move on to the next spot. We got Dan, we got you for another hour, right, Danny? Yes. All right. Uh so recently on Twitter, someone asked uh, all the rage today has been AI. You know, Danny that can Alan Iverson? Up. <laughs> no, uh, artificial <laughs> artificial intelligence with the chat GPT and all this stuff and uh, uh, faking uh, videos with AI and uh, faking pictures with AI. So recently someone on Twitter asked AI to reimagine all third mascots of all 32 NFL teams. I got to tell you, man, that's pretty fucking funny. So I'm just going to go through. I want like the chat room. You guys vote on the, your favorite one. You know, give me a little comment through each. I'm just gonna run down alphabetically. Here's uh, here we go. You'll see what I'm talking about when I start rolling this. It's the 49ers mascot. Reimagine that. <laughs> it's wearing a diaper, Aaron. Is that a diaper? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen what? those though. That's so creepy. <laughs> Danny, what do you think? 49ers mascot. Is, it, is that a diaper? Why does he only have two teeth? Is he on meth? I know what's wrong with the teeth. Why does he only have two teeth? What is that? It's like some kind of bear or something or creature anyways here's the bears kind of wimpy yeah i was gonna say staley doesn't really look frightening anyway i guess he's not supposed to because he's like always got kids and stuff but yeah they made him look more like teddy rubskin yeah that looks like a horror film not good man (laughs) but you know it's uh (laughs) the the chat room questions are great if you're if you're watching here uh but yeah, uh, it, this is what a computer imagines an NFL uh, mascot to look like. This is. Do, do you even know which one this is? This out of. I don't know. Is that the Buccaneers? It's the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> What's wrong with I the one eye though, Aaron? I don't know what happened to that eye though. <laughs> that's no the idea. Day. Buccaneers imagined by AI. This one here is uh this oh, Arizona Jesus. This Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, a sex pervert bird. 
It's like Big Bird's redneck cousin. Yeah. And here's the uh oh. the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons. That's not terrible. Oh, creepy eyes. It's not bad, Danny. Kind of like that one. Yeah, it's something the cardinal like, one looked look like it had something was just wrong. Like from a horror film, an STD, <laughs> a drug addiction, something's not right. That's the Arizona Cardinals mascot. Imagined by AI. Here is, you know which one this is? Yeah. That's is that Giants. supposed to be Cam Newton's name up there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a New York Giants mascot. I don't know what the what they thought they were putting Newt at the top. With, With Eli's jersey? Yeah, it's the, the the Giants mascot. Kind of a happy. Looks like Wallace from Wallace and Gromit with orange hair. <laughs> All right, moving on here. This is the Eagles mascot. That looks like the same one they have now. <laughs> oh, that one's weird. It doesn't look bad. It's like if this... Jack Frost, like the snowman, Frosty the snowman <laughs> tried to be a, ha- a bird for Halloween. The Cardinals is like a, a Angry Birds, uh, someone said in the chat room. Actually, the, the next one's actually kind of cool. This is the Lions. Huh? That's not bad. Yeah, that's all right, I guess. What do you think, Aaron? Lions, I don't think. No, that one's not that bad. It looks like an anime character, to it's be honest with you. Yeah. 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 I think the Vikings one's uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they give the Packers Eddie Lacy's jersey and no teeth. Yes. <laughs> it's the Packers. Here's Jersey, the mascot imagined by AI. That looks like so. the Yeti from the Frosty or the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. With <laughs> Clay Matthews' hair. Yeah, with Clay Matthews' hair. Uh, all right, here's the Packers. I don't know what happened to the, the what is, Poonats. What's, what's Poonats? This supposed to be Carolina? Great. Carolina question. Panthers. Very good, Danny. The Poonats. I just went with the blues. That's what made me think of Carolina. Yeah. And that's it's kind of a panther, but I don't know I don't know what Poonat is, but that's it means something to an AI. All right, here's the Rams. He looks like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh shit! <laughs> <It does. laughs> I'm not sure. That's a it looks like, I don't know what happened to this like a dopey goat face. This one I'm yes. kind of this a little androgynous. Is that a nun, uh, Danny? That's my guess. It looks like a nun. Yeah. Saints. I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, now this is the Seahawks. Oh, is that Christ. is that a bird? I don't know. <laughs> oh I don't know. It's like cookie cookie That's monster. Bad. Right? Maybe. That's fucking uh, dope, dude. I'm totally down with that one. Look at that one, huh? Dad, this, yeah. this one, I I'm surprised Aaron's one. not a Vikings fan. He would he could be the Vikings <laughs> <I> mascot. <know>. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess my calling there, but that's, that's actually right. kind yeah, of that one's cool. kind of good. The AI did, yeah. All right, so uh, this one kind of dopey. This one here. Oh, <laughs> it's funny that they put it on four legs too. I think it's the only what one. What is that? Who is that? <laughs> oh, it's the Bills. I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know if AI is such a good idea, but here's the Bengals one. This one's kind of comical. It's like a mayor. A fat mayor of Bengaltown. <laughs> Looks like someone dressed up going to one of those furry conventions where you get together, like dress like animals and fuck each other. I was going to say, it looks like Walter Brimley dressed up as Tony the Tiger. <laughs> if you have diabetes, diabetes. Oh, it's kind of great. Uh, this is like anime My Pretty Pony, maybe, uh, Aaron. 
My Little Pony is definitely what that looks like. Yeah, My Little Bronies. Brock's like trying mascot. to say that the Denver mascot is trans. <laughs> he identifies as a Colt, but he's really Bronco. Uh, all right, this oh. is the Browns. I don't know. This is hilarious. Though. I don't know what, what the it is. Fuck is that? <laughs> it's like a. I don't know what oh. it is, madam. Oh, it looks you know, like seeing... a puppet you'd use to talk to kids about STDs. <laughs> Seeing What's the Baker Mayfield Browns jersey on him reminds me of the fact because, like, earlier when we we're doing the schedule, you were like, ah, well, they're playing Baker Mayfield, but in Fields' first start, we lost to Baker Mayfield, so he's beaten us before. <laughs> he has beaten us before, that's right. All right, this is the Chiefs, and I'm a little confused about this one here. But is that like a cheerleader? That uh, it looks like Bert from Bert and Ernie. I was about to yeah, say that definitely looks like the one face of the is definitely Bert. Stephanie, Stephanie Street. It's Jesus, Bert. It's, it's he's wearing a cheerleader uniform. I noticed that too. That's good. Uh, okay. All right, that's the Chiefs. This is the Colts. Now look at the Colts. Big you bulge any, on the Colts. That's what I was gonna strange. say. Notice the bulge right away. Big old horse cock. <laughs> <Damn Wow>. <laughs> the Colts got gigantic horse cock. I don't like how it's dark everywhere either. Like that's gonna be a video <laughs> game. He's chasing you around. You're trying to run away from him. <laughs> Colts, we're having joint practices with that giant horse cock, Danny. I wish somehow we could uh, get Quentin Nelson from them and as a part of that joint practice thing. Like, hey, you know, because yeah. when we traded McMahon to San Diego, that was in the middle of a Bear San Diego preseason game. By the way. They oh, were playing really? each other that week when Jim got traded. So shut up. That's crazy. Yeah, I wish we could get Quentin <laughs> Nelson in the middle of the summer. They're just like, ah, just fucking take him. <laughs> you know, you know which one this is, Danny? Not, is that San Diego or yeah, whatever the, the LA is? Chargers. The Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> that's crazy. I just saw uh, the lightning bolt. Looks like an anime <laughs> character. I think you'll like this one. Yeah, it's the kind commanders. Of Washington? Yeah, the commanders. Yeah. What does it's he like look a... like? John Adams or something. Oh. <laughs> it's what That's the computer. Terrifying. It's what the computer imagines it should be. Or maybe the guy from Poltergeist Two, the evil preacher guy, or whatever. <laughs> the Southern preacher guy from Poltergeist. <laughs> All right, and this is the. <laughs> the shit. Howdy, doody. The darker years. <laughs> the Cowboys mascot. <laughs> All right, here's the dolphins. I don't know what that's like. A space dolphin. What's what's that orange thing in the back? It's like a tail. <laughs> tail I'm guessing. <laughs> Is it sucking his thumb? Too? Even though that's yeah, a shark's tail, but whatever. I guess crazy. that's creepy. <laughs> it's like a dolphin head with eyebrows. Those eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know dolphins had eyebrows. This is the jaguar. That one's not bad. That's okay. I mean, out of the ones we've seen, I'm like, okay, that's you know. <laughs> this is the Jets. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool. What does it say? What on it? Say Masters Tater <laughs> Trader M A S T R S D looks like T A D E R. See if I can blow it up a little bit here. Fuck, can't read it. Get my reading glasses out. All right, here's the Patriots. Oh my god, <laughs> Pennywise <laughs> getting Jeez. near the end here. Yeah, this is the Raiders. That's, That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that's I don't some know. Tim Burton shit. 
I don't know what Robert S is though on his shirt there. <laughs> it's kind of cool though, Dan, huh? Little Tim Burton esque. Who's that again? Which mascot is it? Raiders. The Raiders. It's I don't know what that is. Very alienish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Ravens. All right. <laughs> at least like, that makes uh, sense. I was gonna say they, at least yeah. that one you recognize. It looks like uh, someone beat the shit out of him. He's concussed. He's trying to find the stadium. All right. This is the steep. <laughs> Twinkie Those man. Pajamas. <laughs> the Steelers. Uh, and last but not least. Okay, that that's is fucking the, cool. The Texans. That's kind of like cool, That man. could be like a Mexican football team mascot or something like that. Like, yeah. actual, like football, football, not American football. But like, I could see them doing that. I like that one. That one's dope. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's uh that's AI imagining the uh the team mascots. So all right, uh should we open it up for some questions in the chat room? Yes, sir. What do you guys think? Open it up the chat room questions. Which uh which one did you think was the best, you guys? Mascot. Vikings for me. I thought the Vikings yeah, one Vikings. was dope. Uh, the Texan ones like at the it. end was pretty cool, though. I like that the one. The Titans was kind of cool, I thought. Do we have the Titans one? Did I show the Titans? I'm going to skip the Titans. I don't remember the Titans one. Where is it? I don't remember like, either. My memory's suspect. Yeah, so it didn't get uploaded. Have... What the F? But so the movie told not. us to remember the Titans. I know. <laughs> we <laughs> forgot them. <laughs> God damn it. We forgot the Titans. <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on. Where is that fuck Titans one? Yeah, it didn't load. Unbelievable. All right, load it up. There it is. Again, it just looks Not like bad. something from a, a, a really oh poor sci-fi movie. Yeah. Japanese, Japanese cartoon, maybe. A sci-fi movie straight on the sci-fi network. Fish. That's what it looks yeah. like. Sci-fi originals. Yeah. <laughs> There's something you see on Mystery Science Viking, Theater, yeah. one of those two. People, people like the Vikings. Stephen Me says they all fucking suck. <laughs> uh, so last weekend, you guys didn't, the, the schedule wasn't out during last week's show, right? Correct. Yeah, it dropped on Thursday. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. So we got, we get to talk about the schedule. Nice. All right. Anything you guys want to talk about? I'm trying to get a lady to come on with us who uh, oh. I've just matched with on Facebook dating who says she's a, a uh, diehard Packers fan. I'm like, do you want to come on a Bears podcast and just like talk to us right now? No, 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 no sex life. I don't even know who okay. she is. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to get her to come on just to, to like tell us about Jordan Love, essentially. I don't know. Mm. All right. Yeah, maybe she will. Let me go. Yeah. Do I still need to run the um, Chris? She says thing? she's a Packers fan going back to Don Mikowski. So oh, yeah. I was like, okay, well, hate. maybe she knows her shit then, you know? <laughs> hate the magic man, man. He used to, he used to, uh, you know, just escape. You know, like Mikowski, Favre, Rogers, all escape and make the big play against us. Like, that's so we got cheated up there in 89 with Mikowski yeah. in the overtime. Yeah. He was game. over the, was he over the line, over the line? Of yeah, that's what I meant, the over the line of scrimmage. And yeah. Ditka lost his mind as he was past the line of scrimmage, and then they fucking yeah. overruled it and gave Green Bay the win. Yep. Seems about right. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, Dylan Prescott says, Brandon? take take the woman to a nice seafood dinner and never call her back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, any? Do we have any uh, sex Dan sex life talk? I need to. I was in Baltimore this weekend mm. uh, for Andrew Dice Clay and uh, yeah, yeah, the the, the female comedian uh, uh, Eleanor Keegan. She was so funny. Uh, but no, no, I didn't, I didn't get any, I mean, I had a date and stuff, but it just, we, we just watched uh, the show and traveled together. It was fun. I went to a German restaurant. Uh, she took me to, it was like, I was like, when you say German, this isn't like a, like there's going to be swastikas and shit everywhere, but no, it's like German food, <laughs> <laughs> but and I, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of it. I had to drop a hundred dollars on that too, but, um, mm -hmm. with the tip and all. But no, there's no sex to tell about, and that's okay. Tell us, tell us about the concert. The concert? You mean the dice? You, I know. Yeah, yeah you, were, you were sitting in the front, but you thought he'd make fun of you. Oh, yeah. Out, I wasn't the guy, and I don't want to offend anybody okay. politically. I don't feel like arguing tonight, but there's a guy up front that had like just an American flag get up on. And as mm -hmm. soon as she gets on stage, she's like, where the fuck did you come from? Some NASCAR track? And then she goes, <laughs> is this what you were wearing when you were storming the Capitol on January 6th? And it just went from there. <laughs> this, dude, this dude had to take it. And then Dice gave it to him, too. I mean, it was like two hours. And the guy, had, he he didn't, like, get mad or bitch. So, but, yeah, the American flag guy got me off of the hook, I think. That's funny. Yeah. I was wearing a Justin Fields jersey. So I was expecting, like, to get some hate from being in Baltimore with that. But no one said shit to me. They were all laughing at the American flag guy instead. <laughs> Dice was uh, classic as ever, right? Um, his comedy's really evolved. It's mm -hmm. not. I mean, again, is the zeitgeist their culture evolved? He evolved. So mm -hmm. most of the stuff he was talking about was like shit he was doing during the pandemic and things like that. So his whole, of course, he ended up closing with the the nursery rhymes, uh, yeah. like for his like encore, and everybody was into that. So yeah. But yeah, his his show was, it was good. I mean, he had, I'm trying to think of a joke that he said that was, he was like, some of it was controversial still as he was talking about, imagine being, imagine like you, you know, your first grade pictures with your kid, you know, and he's just building it up, going through all these scenarios with you and your daughter. And he's like, and then suddenly she's 18 with her fucking legs behind her back on TikTok, showing her fucking pussy to strangers wanting only fans money and He's just, he's it was so funny and so right on point with like how women make money right now, which I'm not being critical of. Uh, but it, it was funny, you know. Right on Packers uh, uh, <laughs> lady says, seriously, yeah. a bears podcast. <laughs> Where is she? Is she in here or no? No, she's texting me now. She's like a bears oh. podcast. <laughs> she's like, no fucking way. They're gonna just make fun of me. Uh yeah, so where was the concert in uh, in D.C.? Baltimore, or technically Baltimore, in a right. town That's called Timonium, which is a suburb mm -hmm. of Baltimore. How uh, was that, yeah. like about a th two, three-hour drive? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Ooh, that's like me driving to Chicago, five and a half hours. Yeah, it was it was worth it, man. I mean, yeah. Dice to me is a legend. I can remember watching HBO when it become, I think, 89 from like 88 to 89 live on new year's and they had all these comedians on and dice was one of them. And so again, I'm like eight years old and still, I'm, I mean, 
even though I didn't get every joke, I still thought it was fucking funny. So I've, I've been a fan of Dice my whole life. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Aaron, Aaron had to go to the bathroom. So if we're not going to get uh, uh, some chat room questions, I do have uh, one thing here. And uh, there was an article that came out Sunday about five Chicago Bears players who might not be back with the Bears. So first one they talk about is Kindle Vildor. What do you think? Oh. Any Kindle Kindle gone? Do they mean this season? Yeah. Or after 23? Uh, uh before this season. Oh yeah, he could definitely be cut. Okay, Kindle Vildor, one of them. Uh let's see. How about next guy on the list was Travis Gibson? One more season. He's got one more season with the Bears. What do you think? After this season, Travis Gibson, Gibson, or even before the season, is Travis? It's not, you know, it's not one of Ryan Pohl's guys. Uh, what do you think? He's not Travis- one of my guys either. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Retro's comment? <laughs> Retro, you're fucking hilarious, dude. I've been watching your comments all night, man. Yeah. Travis Gibson. No, I think Cop- we talked a bit about Travis last week, how mm-hmm. polls did actually believe in him. Um, and at one point, I think early this season, like maybe three or four games in, actually came out and I don't remember who it was to the Hogan Johns podcast or who else, but he basically came out and said, yeah, I feel bad for not communicating with Travis. We've, we've had his back the whole time. And Travis even said himself multiple times, he's like, I didn't know day-to-day where i was he's like my wife and i were ready to pack up and go because i didn't know if i'd have a job or if they'd be traded or if they just cut me so it sounds like they really did believe in him and, and polls did end up talking to him and basically told him well, you're our guy we believe in you we want you to work but it's you know it's it goes back to the motivation thing it sounded like in the beginning they didn't know what they'd do with them they didn't know how he'd be he wasn't working he'd fit in their schemes it sounded like it was real attitude problems but it obviously feels like it got worked out they yeah, need played, to have uh, the same conversation with Tevin Jenkins, man. Oh shit, that's what I was talking about. I'm so sorry, Tevin oh, Jenkins. That's who well, they. That's yeah, not Travis Gibson. I was exactly what I was talking about. I apologize. Well, good. I'm glad because Jenkins needs that, man. Yeah, because uh, he was the one. Well, because he had injuries. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That's my bad brain fart. But he, uh, that was exactly who I was talking about. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, because he was on the line. He he would had a bad week of practice. They'd sit him. He wouldn't play. Um. And he week after week he kept he's like I don't know if I'm going to be here and eventually polls talked to him and came out to everybody else in the team and the media is like yeah I talked to Tevin he's like I should have done a better job from the get go. Yeah, played played pretty good when he was opposite Robert Quinn after Quinn left, kind of disappeared. Huh, Danny. Yeah, he he really had a poor year. I mean, there's no way around it. He has to know that too. Cody cool to bring Robert Quinn. How about back. Cody Whitehair? He's also on the list. Cody Whitehair. We need one good year out of Cody this year. What do you think? Cody Whitehair back next year, Danny, or after this year? I don't know the uh, I said this last year. I don't know or understand why there's this like, oh, we'll move Cody back to center. Like people just forget all the bad snaps that he had. I know. Even Aldo was yep. like, ah, there was only like three or four bad. It's like three or four bad a game, man. Like he re- Oh, but he made the Pro Bowl one year, but he had a lot of bad fucking snaps. Oh, man. I, we talked and, about it on 100 Proof with Shane. Yeah. <laughs> and, all bad snaps. 
And he didn't do so well at guard either. Now, granted, I know part of the problem for Cody has been the Bears always fucking with him, moving him back and forth. Yeah. But he's been a part of the problem now of the Bears having a bad line since like 2016 or 15. Like he's been a part of all these shitty lines. What I'm trying to say is like, it's time to move on from Cody, man, in my opinion. I don't know why he would start at center. I I want Lucas Patrick to start or bring somebody else in now. Uh, I, if you told me you cut Cody in June and got and saved money on the cap that I think they, they would, then I'd be happy with that. And again, it's not personal. I just, I don't think he's ever played above a certain level with the bears. And if someone wants to say, oh, he made the pro bowl, didn't Trubisky make the pro bowl one? So, I mean, it's just like as an alternate, but yeah, but still, I mean, you know, I mean, anyone can make the fucking pro bowl is what I'm saying, because the people that are voted in typically don't care and don't want to play. And now it's like flag football. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think the bears are counting on him to, you know, shore up that interior of the line, but uh, next guy on the list. I think you guys talked about this last week is Darnell Mooney coming back off that serious injury. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Um, from everything I've read, he's not ready yet, which is troubling. Yeah. However, yeah. given as much as we've moved as, as many different people, I don't know, it's tough because I want him to be good. Obviously, we've he's good. We know he's good. I mean, he's damn good. He's a solid number two, but it's like with the rookie that we drafted, and if Claypool ends up turning out, we got DJ Moore. It's like Mooney. But, but also, like I said last week, Mooney, he, his best year was the year before with Allen Robinson how we came into last year, everybody knew that Darnell Mooney was our number one right receiver. So they, they targeted him. They took him out of the picture almost immediately. He still did some yeah. cool shit, but this year with DJ Moore and we're going to have, uh, you know, Tyler Scott and we're going to have uh, Claypool. It seems like I mean, even Robert Tunyon coming in as a tight end, it seems like the, the spotlight's not going to be quite on Mooney so much. So it, it's really up to him. I think he can, I think we'd like to have him back, but it's, it's he going to, be up to his full potential is he going to be healthy enough to play well enough danny what do you think i know you're kind of a mooney fan stand by one second all right for me uh one i'm a little worried about the injury as i said coming off that big injury um and of course the news dropped today i think that he uh, uh polls said he or he polls even he wouldn't be ready as early mm-hmm. as they had expected coming off that injury. And another article said today that uh, Mooney was uh, training by doing boxing. He couldn't do I football saw that. drills. Yeah. But yeah, he's I been saw boxing, that. which I, I kind of like that, man. I like that the kid, you know, to me, that's like, it's almost like saying, like, I'm going to fight. You know, I'm going to fight for point. my position. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to do whatever to, I can. Uh... If I can't, if I can't uh, stay in shape doing football drills, I'm going to stay in shape some other way. You know, and uh, Mooney Mooney isn't a big guy. You know, he's like five ten, one seventy, one eighty. You know, he's he's slight. You know, he's he's kind of a thin guy. I know he's tough. You know, and he's strong. But uh, uh, you know, I when, when initially we first got him and I saw him on the field, I thought, man, this guy. I hope he can. I hope he can uh, stand up against the NFL hits. Yeah, and I, you know, I've said this season. so many times. I don't want to say, you know, repeat my like same line over and over, especially when Nagy was here in spite of his size being so 
yeah. tiny. Like Tariq Cohen, kind of like he's, he's taller, tough. but he's, he's they're both under two hundred pounds, I think. Yeah, and, and they kept running these short passes with with Mooney that would put him in immediate jeopardy. And these little Fuck, hook routes or that smoke screen. Routes. I hate that. Yeah, so much. it's I like he's he just all threw it right to the sideline. I fucking hate that. I've never seen it work for us once, and we continue to do it. It's like if there's one play I want Chicago to get rid of, it's that fucking. Other teams do it, and it works, but it just for whatever reason we just turn and lob it to the side and instantly. He either misses it, drops it, or he gets like I hate that play so much. Yeah. Well, my point is, it's just not. He's the guy I would want to go deep and not necessarily take the punishment that he takes and you like you were saying he's probably not ready yet but because he got hurt so late in the year against the jets i wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year here because he's probably not going to be a hundred percent until like late in the year and again claypool they traded for a second round pick so they're going to want to resign the guy they traded their pick for unless claypool's awful Mm -hmm. so i think this could be the end of the road for mooney unfortunately because again, our general manager currently didn't draft him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Tyler Scott's kind of the same player or same build, same size, kind of the same player. He's faster. He's faster than Mooney, though. What about uh, Chase Claypool, last guy on the list? Coach, would the Bears let Claypool oh, walk? Mark. You know, no he idea. and Mooney will be up for a contract at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think two things with Claypool. If he's really, really good this year, like a breakout year, and then the Bears don't want to pay him, I could see that. Or if he's really, really bad and underperforms and underwhelms, they would just say, we don't want to give him a deal. It was a mistake. But if he's somewhere in the middle, I think the Bears will keep him because they don't want to admit that mistake because he's <laughs> the first big pick that they made. Yeah. Not, not not a draft pick sense, but the with a second-round pick. First big move, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think that he... He's, it's his job to to lose, in my opinion, even more so than Mooney. It's his job to lose, and if he plays decent, I think he'll be back if he wants to be back, unless he asks for some crazy money uh, figure I don't that would have like him leaving. Mooney would do that. Like he would have to absolutely blow up for him to do that. But he just he doesn't seem like he seems like a team player, right? Because I mean, ever since we got Fields, he's been working with Fields and like been his best friend, like nonstop. I just I don't see Mooney being that dude. It's like you got to. Well, was talking about Chase in well, that regard. Twice I fucked up and not been listening. I apologize. That's okay. I was but saying for I agree with Chase. If he, yeah, if I, he wants big money somewhere else, I could yeah. see him leaving. Or if he underperforms so badly, if he's. A good year, I think he comes back. Hopefully, right. so, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he pans out. Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, edge rusher position. We didn't add one in the draft. Uh, yeah. Um, what about Justin Houston? He's a uh, Ravens pass rusher. He's thirty-four years old. Or last year, at the age of thirty. Three, 14 games, 25 quarterback pressure, 17 quarterback hits, nine and a half sacks. Uh, could be a, a you know an inexpensive bandit gets some pressure on the quarterback. What do you think? I would bring back Leonard Floyd first because Leonard's probably about 30. And yep. he originally was your draft pick, and maybe he comes back now and he, he plays the way we thought he was going to play when we drafted him considering he's worked with Aaron Donald and won a Super Bowl and seems to still be on the market 
that's who I bring back in, and maybe you put him at defensive end and tell him to go after the pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. The other guy, like you said, Houston is like going to be what thirty four this year. He'll be thirty three last year or thirty three this season. Thirty three last year. Yeah. Oh, that's like unless it's a league minimum, like I wouldn't sign him. It's the kind of guy. You remember for years we'd always bring like an old safety in like that. Someone was 33, 34, and they'd always get hurt. Like, uh, what's the guy used to play at the Giants that we brought in? It got hurt early in the year, just as an example. Antrell Roll. Yeah, Antrell they, Roll. They bring yeah. Roll in, and like he's hurt by week two or something. Like, I feel like that would happen if you bring in Justin Houston, a guy that like 34, like that's a band aid, man. Like, Leonard Floyd still got two, three, yeah. four years left with him, man. I feel like if we do sign, Anybody for that position, I kind of feel like it's going to be a band-aid because it, we didn't address it yeah. in the draft, but I bet next year that's going to be the, one of the first things we do is a draft with the pass rusher. We got two first-round picks next year. Guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, Justin Houston finished top top 20th in pressure rate and 28th in the league in pass rush win rate. So, Well, you know, look he, at the year Robert Quinn had in 21 and look at the yeah. year he had in 22. So you can have a quick – uh, decline fair. in your yeah. skills just mm-hmm. by, you know, unless you're Tom Brady, most people, when they hit a wall in their middle thirties versus like being able to play to your mid forties, like Brady did. Yeah. Like Cliff Victoria says, Houston can also, he's pretty good against the run. He could be one of those guys that's good into his thirties, you know, but, uh, well, other guy there. <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe. What do you think of Yannick Ngakwe? He's going to be the most not expensive. Not good in the rush, from what I understand. But I, if we can get that, though, what's it? Eight sacks a year average. Yep, eight or nine. Like, why is he available still? So. What's what's the downside? Well, he, he doesn't play the run very well, and he he's hmm. the most expensive guy uh, that's out there right now. But as so far that's, as like, he's wanting more money, then so he wants a big deal. Is what you're saying? Yeah, he wants he wants. He, He's been going. I think he's had one-year contracts the past couple of years, so mm-hmm. he probably wants uh, wants uh, um, two or three years at least. Yeah, two or three-year deal. Uh, another question here from the Hart Foundation: Any thoughts on going after the Jets' defensive lineman Quinnen Williams? Good player. I think he's more of a defensive tackle, though. Am I wrong? I don't know who Quinnen Williams is. I don't. I watched Jets one Jets game defense. last year, and it was against the. Oh, Rangers. I saw his name actually. I think today. Um, I think it's pretty good. I don't, I, unfortunately I'm with Dan. I'm like, if I don't know, I'm a bears fan. I don't know many other people. You've got to be a big name yeah. for me to know you on the outside, but like, I, I don't know, but I think I saw his name earlier. I think it's pretty good. All right. There's some guys on the bears who. The what are Cole people people? saying about Floyd? Why is Floyd still out there? Uh, it's a great question. I have no idea because, you know, I mean, you look when you look at Leonard Floyd, he he's got more of a basketball player's body than a football player's body. You know, he's not also exactly. got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I I'm not arguing. With I wouldn't mind. I, yeah. I'll take Leonard Floyd. We get all the help. We need all the help we can get. Uh, according to the chat room, the Jets will re-sign Quinn and Williams, and Williams wants around twenty five million per year. No, we're not getting him. <laughs> defensive tackle, he's a beast. I mean, we just drafted three defensive tackles, so I'd say Quinton Williams is probably out of, not yeah. in Bears plans. Uh, Dylan Prescott says, what are your thoughts on Carl Lawson? That sounds Please. like a guy that would either represent you if you had a DUI or yeah, clean your <laughs> <laughs> A dentist, A dentist yeah. or a lawyer. Exactly. 
<laughs> well, on the Bears roster, there is Travis Gibson. We already talked about him. 6'4", 263, going into his fourth year in the league. Uh, can Travis be that guy? We're already kind of saying no. Uh, the Bears, uh, Ryan Pohl signed Rasheen Green going into his sixth year. 6'4", 279. Uh, probably just a Band-Aid. Who knows? Maybe he could be something good. Another guy I have is a Jalen Harris. He's a rookie out of uh, Arizona. 6'4", 257. You got Jalen Holmes, five years in the league, defensive lineman from Ohio State. Uh, rest, a lot of these guys are built like defensive tackles, I've got to be honest with you. Dominique Robinson, they probably are expecting a lot from him this year. What do you, what do you think, Danny? Dominique Robinson do anything for you? I he, The jury's still out on him. I mean, I just don't mm-hmm. know enough about him. Like he's has, was he, He's been one of the league twice, two years so far. Uh, last year he was a rookie. So yeah, this is, is going into his second year. Okay. Okay. So this is going into second year. I feel like, yeah, he was good early on and didn't play well down the stretch, but the whole team was bad. So I don't want to put that on him yet. I don't, I haven't given up on him is what I'm saying. I mean, it's way too early to know what you have with him. I think he, he needs another year or two before we know if he's like, to me, Gibson has been here long enough to where we can conversely almost write him off. Now, maybe he has a big year. It's his contract year, et cetera. But I could see uh, Dominique coming back as a force. You just see, he had an entire off season to get ready and, and he could still play well. I, I don't know. I mean, is he going to be just a shit bust? Possibly, but we don't know yet. I don't mean to be on the fence and give you just a BS answer, but I don't know who else could tell you that he was he's going to be definitely good or definitely bad and really know what they're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last guy is Demarcus Walker, 6'4", 280. Signed him from the Titans going into his seventh year out of Florida State. Probably will line up in the uh, defensive end position. I don't know, though. I mean, a lot of these guys, a poll, to me, if I were to read between the lines with all these defensive tackles, defensive ends, they're all big. You know, uh, there's not a lot of slight or, or, or speed guys other than De- Dominique Robinson. And uh, let's see, what's this other guy's name here? He's just a rookie, too, Jalen Harris. So uh, to me, it's it's throwing a lot of uh, numbers at the position and seeing what we get, you know, creating competition. Danny, that would lead me to believe that he's going to make us, he's got to make a splash in free agency, get one good guy, pass rusher that come in on third down. What do you think? I would to. hope so. I mean, yeah. we've got the money still. Yep. You know, I'm so sick of these one or two year signings. They'll sign a dude that's going to be here. Like how many of the dudes, like even the, the guy from the Titans were signed a line. He's a one or two year Justin Jones last year, one or two years. Or no, he was three. I think I just like, I yeah. just, anytime we, it's like, oh fuck another one. Like, I'm not going to learn your name, dude. Like if you're not going to be here for like two or three years, I'm not going to learn your name. And that makes me a shitty fan, and I and I will learn their name. But at the same point, it's like I just signed somebody for a couple of years. I that was I and I know last year was a building year, and then this year's a building year. But that was one of my things last year too. It's like another one year signing, fucking cool. Another one year signing, great. Another like I we had so many different. It was so underwhelming last year, and I know we had a lot of work to do and little money to do it. I totally get that. But like this year, we had the money. It's like hey, why the fuck are we still getting these dudes for like one year? Like I, I understand get a couple of big name people we've got the money but this is why i'm not a gm right i'm just an yeah. idiot bears fan who wants the big names and all the money but that's just i'm just so sick of these one-year dudes yeah. 
Uh, Terrell Lewis, a guy, linebacker, fourth year, going to fourth year, about 6'5", 262. He ran the rush the passer at uh, Alabama, if I remember correctly. Maybe he's a dude. And then they're talking about Noah Sewell, Panay's little brother, uh, 6'2", 253. Could be a guy coming in on third down to rush the passer, cause some havoc. Uh, what about Robert Quinn coming back, uh, Danny? I, I I think Robert Quinn is gone. I can't imagine them bringing him back. I mean, he had a great year in 2021. We'll always remember it. He broke Richard Dent's sack record for single seasons for the Bears. And I think that's the end of it, the end of the line for Mr. Quinn. The mighty Quinn. I think if we would have kept him, he would have done well. I just think he went downhill. He did not want to be traded from what I understand. So I think if we would have kept him, he would have been – I mean, hell, if he would have been half as good as he was in 21 last year, it would still have been, you know – something huge for us all right another uh uh area of the bears team uh that has undergone some change a lot more competition uh will be there this year is the offensive line man i want to know like what's going to happen to guys like larry borum and jatiri carter uh what do you guys think larry borum what do you think stick around is he gone yeah Yeah, i mean I'm not super sold on him. I think he did well enough, but when you signed Larry Borum and then you signed Braxton Jones and Braxton Jones is a name you hear over and over and over, that's not good for Larry Borum. Well, I guess, okay, so the, the rule of thumb is you don't want to hear an offensive lineman's name, but you hear Braxton Jones being praised. He's like the only fifth-year rookie who started every snap for a team last year. So it's kind of, you know, it's different to think about Larry Borum in the same light as Braxton Jones at this point. Yeah, uh, Borum played quite a bit last year, huh, Danny? He played quite unimpressively last year. But once more, the whole damn offensive line was terrible, which mm-hmm. is part of the context of Justin Fields. What I think that people ignore when his detractors come after him and say, ah, he, he doesn't throw well enough to be a franchise quarterback. When How the hell do you know when he's got like 1.8 seconds or less to, to move because the line yeah. is so bad? You know, so... That's part of the reason I wanted Whitehair gone because he's consistently been a part of all these bad offensive line rotations. Larry Borum, like Cliff Victoria said, maybe he's a, maybe he's a backup because he's got some experience. Maybe you could keep him as your backup right tackle. I don't want him starting. The the kid that we just got from Tennessee that signed, uh, and I mean the the volunteers, the the rookie, Darnell, uh, and from here from West Virginia, no less. Uh, but I would put him. He and Braxton Jones are your tackles, right? So. You got to commit one way or the other for Jenkins, man. Like, if you want to put him at left guard, let him know now. And then you got the guy they signed from the Titans at right guard, and then maybe Lucas Patrick at center. And and then everything else from that. You know, I still think they should sign somebody else. Is you know the way they signed late last year with Riley Reef and uh, uh, Schofield, somebody like that that you can get yeah. after June. Cause some help, man. Because again, that's the thing to me. I know everyone's going to obsess over edge rusher to me the the thing that we still aren't sure about again is the offensive line and we've got to protect number one so that he can prove that he's number one mm-hmm. okay uh let's see another guy uh what about what about your guy Dieter Eislin gone Danny God he didn't play well when he was in there at least not from yeah. But I'm just a bum on the couch. I'm just saying, but I was like, who's this guy? Oh, he's awful. 
I mean, <laughs> but again, maybe you got to have backups. Yeah. So I don't know. And I don't know what we have with that other guy that could play center that was hurt. Kramer. Yeah. I don't Kramer. know what we have with him at all. What about Alex Leatherwood? Six, five, three, twelve. On paper, he should be a guy that we that we should be able to utilize. He's drafted first round with Oakland, and yeah. and maybe like Nomad said so eloquently, he he's the left side of the line kind of guy, and they were forcing him to go on the right, and he just struggles out. He's he's according to Noah, I didn't know, but no, that his strength is on the left side. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is your backup swing tackle or guard on the left side and, and don't put him somewhere where he struggles. Just the fact that he's a first round pick means he's got some skills. Maybe he never becomes anything. Maybe he's just an uh, Ryan leaf is a first round pick. So maybe that means nothing, but still, maybe that's a guy you still take a flyer on though, based upon potential. Yeah. What I understand with, with Leatherwood is he might have, he was, Kind of the same thing as Trubisky. It sounds like he may have been overdrafted. It sounds like he shouldn't have gone as high as he did, and they put him on a side of the line that he shouldn't have been on. I mean, you talk about polls. I fucking hate the word guru. I hear it so much. He's an offensive line guru. He wants. He knows the offensive line. He wants to build it. He wouldn't have picked him up off the waivers as fast as he did if he didn't see something there that he didn't like. Exactly. All right. I concur. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, like uh, uh, Cliff Victoria says, uh, last week of preseason, all teams need to cut down to 53 players. Uh, there'll be literally a thousand free agents. Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, going back to what Dan said about the line, I think we'll still maybe pick up on linemen or two. I think once the cuts come around towards camp, we're going to, I think Pulse has a whole slew of dudes that he likes and he wants to keep an eye on. I, I think we're going to sign two or three different more people. Yeah, he has to, Danny. You got to have some veterans out there for the young guys. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what so Cliff just said. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not completely, uh, completely uh, embarrassing ourselves, and you know, you got to you got to protect Justin Fields when it comes down to bottom line. The uh, the stat to me that's still glaring, and I've said this on the air like two weeks ago or whatever, yeah. but it, it's worth reiterating. Think about this once more. The the kid that we just drafted. What what was he? Uh, Darnell the Wright. ninth pick in the draft, right? The ninth mm-hmm. pick. He was the first. Eleventh. No. The tenth. Uh, tenth, tenth pick. Yep. Yeah, the tenth. Where we moved one spot back. Right. right. Good we point. Good point. Well, yep. Either way, he was the first Bears offensive lineman selected in the top ten of the draft. For the first time, the Bears selected a lineman in the top ten since Jimbo Covert in like 1983. Oh shit! No kidding. So that's what I'm saying. For almost. A generation, they've allowed the offensive line to not be built properly. They've been putting band-aids on it and hoping like... Well, and switching people around. And that is one exactly. fucking thing that's driven me nuts about Kyle the Bears. Long. Like, here's this guy. Yeah, Kyle, thank you. Kyle Long, it's like, you're over here, you're right guard. Now you're left guard. Let's see if you can play tackle. Now we're going to put the center over. And it's, they never like solidified it. And that's one thing that I like about the current coaching staff is, is they may switch if they need to, but all throughout training camp and like preseason, they're like, we're going to mix this up. We're going to see who fits where we're going to plan them there. But so to not I, have an offensive lineman selected in the top 10 yeah. for 40 fucking years. Right. is part of the reason why you never have a good offensive line because you're not investing in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, kudos to polls for drafting a, a, a guy high right now. Thank God. But he didn't touch the line the rest of the draft, though. 
So hopefully they sign somebody else because I'm not convinced it's going to be great. And especially if you're going to yeah. have Cody back at center, then holy shit, I, I've got PTSD from his fucking snaps, man. So there's a part of me that wonders slash hopes that polls likes what we have on the line. I mean, you got to think that if he didn't, if he really thought that that was like a big red flag, he would have addressed it more. Um, but maybe he likes what he's seen. You know, we got a second year with with Fields having a couple of different receivers, a new running back. You, you kind of wonder if like he's like, okay, so we've got a line that's good enough, you know. And I think he, like I said, I think he will sign at least one more big name tackle or guard, whoever it is on the line. I just my I kind my a little suspicious. I wonder if he likes what our offensive line room looks like. Cause obviously he'd be privy to more than we'd know it because he wouldn't have not addressed it. If that wasn't the case. And look at PJ's comment again, it's just what we were talking about with Tevin Jenkins mm-hmm. playing multiple positions. And now they may move him to left guard. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, put that kid somewhere where he, and tell him this is your spot and quit fucking with him yeah. and quit making him think he's going to get cut or traded. If you're going to commit to him and he's a guy on your team, then give him a fucking blowjob. Give him a hug and say you're important to us. And look, you're 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 gonna play here and let him have the entire summer to get ready. Don't be fucking. Remember Kyle Long in 2015 when the Bears opened with the Packers on on opening day. It was after the fucking summer. The week in between the cuts and week one is when they shifted Kyle Long to right tackle. If you're gonna put him at right tackle, give him the whole summer to get ready for it. They literally switched him the week between preseason and week one. That's not fair to Kyle. It's not fair mm-hmm. to the rest of the team. It's not yeah. fair to Jay or anybody else at that time. Right. But that's so Bears, man. It's just it's, it just annoys the shit on me that they never invest in the line. I, I, I'm talking now because I felt like we had some dead air. There, so. No, I, no, I'm the same way. This like is well, especially like higher picks too, because it's like who the fuck would have thought a fifth round pick and Braxton Jones was going to turn out? So it, and it sounds like all he's got to do is get stronger and put on a little bit of muscle mass or a little bit of weight, and it sounds like he's going to be even better this year. So I just I, I imagine that we're going to pick up at least one more offensive lineman, maybe even an edge rusher too, because it sounds like from the articles that I've read, it sounds like. Polls may be targeting a trade for an edge rusher. So it sounds like we may get a, a bigger name in here too, which you'd like on the line, but not necessary. You know, it's if we could just get a dude on the line and that's, that's, you know, one more solid piece. I think that'll make a world of difference. I saw Greg Gabriel was wholeheartedly against picking up the young from Washington. Yeah. Uh, he does I, not I'm want not the Bears to trade with for him. him. I, th- I think I remember that too. I, doesn't he have a history issue or injury history issue rather I, I wasn't sure what the opposition was i just usually greg seems to be right on these things though yeah not for sure so i trust him yeah all right about 10 15 minutes before we all gotta jet out of here uh anything in the world of movies or television as we usually call i watched them. a bizarre movie last night and i mentioned it to aldo earlier because you know aldo being he and i, mm-hmm. I well i don't want to put myself in the same category but we're movie buffs kind of you know yeah and freaking bill freaking of course you know did the exorcist and other movies we've talked about before to live and die in la you know things like that Mm -hmm. i watched one i'd never heard of last night and it wasn't that it was bad but it was so i think it was supposed to be like a satirical comedy and aldo's response i'll tell you what it is in a second aldo said he didn't even mention it in his like memoir like it was just like a forgotten film it starred Chevy Chase, of all people, who normally wasn't playing the facetious, like, dickhead. I've heard he's an asshole. 
Yeah, well, like but a lot of his lines, like a lot of asshole. Chevy, you know how Chevy was in Caddyshack. That's kind of the way he is in most of his roles. Nah. But he really was trying hard to not be the same guy in this. And you had Sigourney Weaver and Gregory Hines, but the film was called um, Deal of the Century from like 1983. Oh, I've and never heard I, of it. It's yeah, exactly. I was like, William Friedkin directed this. Fuck. So I, I go to watch it, and it's like. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy. I know it's satirical against uh, Reagan and Bush's, you know, administration, which are still in their first four years there uh, with arms and, you know, it, it's political. But again, I think it's supposed to be funny. It's like I didn't it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but it, it just wasn't funny, though. It's like it should have been more of a drama or thriller versus a comedy, I think. I, but yeah, it, it was strange. Like I couldn't figure out what genre they were trying to fucking cater to. Aaron, anything uh, new shows? Um, nothing new, but I've been watching. Uh, my wife and I've been watching the Blacklist, and fucking absolutely love that list. It, it's it's got to be one of my favorite shows. It it never lets you down. Um, like I was talking about last week, there's some stuff they mentioned in passing once or twice in season one in the very beginning that they paid off in season five. It's like, oh, you think about it, it's like, oh, dude, that like, oh, they introduce somebody that they've like, oh, this kind of happened and this kind of happened. And then like season five, they bring it back full circle. Um, there's no, I'm seven, we're seven seasons. There's no down season. It just doesn't stop. It, they keep making it interesting. Yet the chemistry between the main characters are awesome. Um, it's just, it's just never a dull moment. And I can't remember a show that's literally made me cheer out loud as many times as I have with the blacklist Wow, okay. where you're not is expecting that... something. You're like, Oh shit, this is going to be bad. And then somebody shows up and saves the day. And it's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. It's like, it's the cool. It's so good, man. Is that James Spader? Yeah. James Spader. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Very and he, cool. I mean, I also that... anything he can deliver a line like nobody else. So anything yeah, with great. James Spader, I'm probably going to watch. Right, Danny. I, I I can't remember. I was trying to remember the name of the show. Uh, it's like the the making of the Godfather. You wanted. Oh, about. the offer. The offer. Okay. It is fucking great. It like again, not saying it's the Sopranos or something, but uh, if you like the Sopranos, and I know you did, and you like the Godfather, you're gonna love this fucking show. I yeah. Mean, like Aldo had never watched it either, and watched it, and he was like, "You're right. It's great. It's great. It's ten episodes." You start on that shit tonight after the show. It'll be like Thursday, Friday. You're going to be like, I'm finished. I, I, I couldn't put it down. Right. I have been watching Silo on Apple TV, which I'm enjoying based on the book. Uh, pretty good mystery. There's a, a, a community, a large community of like hundreds of floors of an underground silo that have been living there for hundreds of years following what they believe they don't even know anymore they've been down there so long was a uh, uh some kind of apocalyptic event or uh you know and uh people sometimes get stir crazy and they want to go outside and uh other people can gather and watch the people leave the silo and of course uh uh they seem to die when they you know leave the silo so that's the mystery and uh who built the silo uh you know what's it sounds like something I'm into. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. I'm enjoying. There's only three episodes so far, uh, and uh, end of the uh, game one of the Western Conference Finals, one thirty two to one twenty six, Denver over LA. 
I'm lucky. I had the over and I had Denver minus five and a half. So I'm a winner on both of those ones. So uh, Jokic and uh, LeBron going head to head. First game goes to the Nuggets. Uh, Danny, you like basketball? I know you do. I loved it, man. I, I gave mm-hmm. up the NBA during my marriage because my wife was, uh, ex wife was telling me that, you know, like I spent too much time on yeah. sports. So I quit watching baseball and the NBA to placate her. I was like, look, yeah. don't ask me to stop watching the Bears. That's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. so, and now again, I'll go back and watch a playoff game here or there. And it's just not the same. Even just little things make me pissed off about the NBA. Like, why are they suddenly like, you know, our whole lives, like if you just take Lakers Celtics, our whole lives, the Lakers wore yellow at the forum. The Celtics wore green when they came into LA. And when they went to Boston, they wore purple, the Lakers and the, and the Celtics were white. Now they flip-flop that shit without any explanation. Like they're wearing their road jerseys at home and like, God, that pisses me off for some reason. And then every team's changing uniforms every two years anyway. Just the games kind of passed me by because I was just away from it. And then baseball, it's just like now these other rules, like uh, the extra inning, put a guy on second. There's a pitch count. There's, you know, you could have a game end in seven innings and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, they, they just passed me by because I wasn't watching. You know, it's a, you know, so now like I missed that transition period. So it just went from the way I remembered it to the way it is without a middle ground. So I think giving it up, I sort of, uh, I just missed out is what I'm saying. I don't, I loved the NBA before though, from the eighties until about 2000, I don't know, 12 or 10, somewhere through there is when I kind of, basically when LeBron went to Miami is around the era where I just quit watching it just to make her happy. Because well, she hated uh, basketball. Nikola Jokic, 34 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, sorry, 21 rebounds. God damn. That's a pretty good line there for the Joker. Uh, LeBron finishes with 26 points, 9 assists, 12 rebounds. Both guys, uh, Jokic had a triple-double. LeBron James just missed a triple-double. Anthony Davis pours in 40 points, a big comeback for the Lakers. Uh, is that a second season of that hang time Lakers or winning time, whatever it is, the Lakers show? That when does like? that come back? I don't know. There is a second season though, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, man, Jokic, <laughs> 21 rebounds, 34 points, and 14 assists. Damn. Whew, boy. Uh, right on 132 to 126. Denver takes game one tomorrow night. You got the heat and the Celtics. Uh, Aaron, you a basketball fan? NBA? Man, I was not a basketball fan. I was a diehard Shaq fan from the second he got in the league. When I was paying attention, I watched him from the magic to the Lakers, to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I was a huge, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I used to be a big mixed martial arts fan, but not the sport, but like a certain fighter. Um, so when Shaq left, I kind of just stopped watching it. I wasn't the biggest basketball fan, but I mean, you know, uh, I was huge for whatever reason. I was a huge Shaq fan. Yeah, you know, uh, Danny, the Lakers always seem to get those stars, star power, you know, with the draw of the Lakers, you know, the from uh, uh, Kareem to uh, uh, Shaq to LeBron. You know, guys just like to play there. I'm, I'm probably leaving a bunch of them out. James Worthy, but Magic. James Worthy, Magic. Yeah, Magic. All the ones uh, on the uh, uh, winning time, Magic and Man, what a great show, man. I ha- can't wait for that one to come back. Man, it was so entertaining. Um, anything else before we head out of here? I know, Danny, you got to get to uh, saving lives. 
Well, that's a little bit dramatic, but yeah. We should, we should <laughs> probably uh, uh, do our shout-outs, huh? We've got a few, little bit of time here. All right. you I'll jump in and off? say once again, yeah. shout-out Aldo. Hope he's going to get better here and uh, yeah. join us again. He's probably out next week as well. And uh, once more, the gentleman is supposed to hook us up with tickets. Ron says he might come on for us next week and um, told me, he's like, dude, you have my word? Buy your flight. I have. And so nice. he's like, don't worry. You're going to get the ticket. So he's in the third row on the Bears sideline. He says he's going to give nice. them to us for fucking free. Right, dude, that's dope. Yeah. Good for you, man. It was his idea. He reached out to Aldo, but Al that, was, that was the day Aldo went to the hospital. So Aldo told me, he's like, I can't handle this shit today, man. He's like, you deal with it. Reach out to Ron, essentially, and see what you come up with. And initially, of course, I was like, hey, Ron, are you, um, I bet you're going to that Green Bay game, aren't you? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Ron, um, what about Denver? Because uh, Aldo said he'd like to see Russell Wilson live, but he that was yeah. Ron's birthday weekend. So then I was like, okay, Ron, what about the Raiders? He's like, I will give you the Raiders tickets. So I'm That's like, cool. okay. Nice. Very dope. So I've nice. already booked my flight. So in the event that for some reason that uh, Ron can't follow through, and uh, he says he will, but if he can't, I'll end up buying tickets anyway because my flight, you know, is essentially not That'll be cheap game yeah. day, though. I would think they'd probably be trying to sell them all. So. Have you seen the fucking price of the Packers tickets for week one? No, there? I the, haven't. But I just seen ones, the price even for the Raiders nosebleeds ones were like 300 bucks a piece. There's some going for a thousand. Uh, for Green Bay. Now, granted, that's in the, se the second and third level, though, not not the first. Oh, I see. but he's still there. Go the second and third level as much as a thousand right now in Ticketmaster for the for Week One. Boy, oh boy. So yeah, Ron. Uh, hopefully, will join us next week. Hopefully, Shout Aldo will be Ron. back with us in two weeks. Uh, that's mm -hmm. the working goal that we hope that Aldo will be back in two weeks. All right. Nice, uh, good couple shout outs there, Aaron. No, shout out to you guys for having me on, and shout out Aldo. Hopefully, he's doing well, and we'll be here to have you take. Obviously, sure, he's listening. Take all the time, dude. Uh, we got plenty of people lined up that can step in for you, obviously, not replace you, but we're always happy to give you some time off. All right, yeah, of course, I'm gonna shout out the barkeeper. Um, you know, of course, when I heard, uh, uh, I got I got worried, of course. Um, so uh, my prayers are with Aldo, of course. Uh, like I said, Aldo's like a big brother to me. You know, 2017, I started writing articles for uh, the Barroom website. And then I uh, started making appearances here and there. Then I, uh, Joe Mandel and I had a little show called Fantasy Football Goon. And Joe and I were producing shows. I was cutting a lot of audio for... You know, hundred proof, Danny. <laughs> I remember which, you and I. You and I made some uh, intros and stuff, and then of course, sure. Uh, you and Aaron and I were doing. I have a stream with lots of people: Joe Mandel, mm -hmm. uh, my my sultry neighbor, and Greg Braggs. You know, we had Phil on too once or twice. So fun time, Phil and Shane. Yeah, and uh, uh, fun time. We have Mike on. Mike North, yeah, with Mike North on. I wasn't on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, um, you know, it was just audio back then before we made the jump stream yard and video and all that stuff. So a shout out to the chat room as well. Of course, I, I don't think that uh, Aldo left the closing video for me. So to be just a little cold uh, close. Just oh, I got it. Yeah. 
we could do like what the network TVs did uh, in like 1985. Just go to the fucking yeah. flag and play the anthem, <laughs> and, that, and that was it. <laughs> We're supposed to have this something singing uh, light bulb. That's our flag. That Flagship. Worked. <laughs> all right. Well, for Dan Aguirre and Aaron Mikulski and myself, Aldo Gandia and all the Barroom Network personalities, <laughs> we are going to sign off, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>